This episode of The A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic the Gathering card singles. My, <laughs> my son, listen, my son who's 12 years old knows who you are. Doesn't fucking know who Brian Kibler is, but knows who Jonathan Medina is. <laughs> oh, okay. second that, Brian Kibler. <laughs> well, like, what do you want me to tell you? Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to you by ManorDeprived.com and 60Cards.com. Check us out. In 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mise they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The A-Team. KYT. I don't know about you guys, or I'm just mind-tricking myself constantly. <laughs> Jay Bush. They're of a different culture, KYT. They prefer their magic untainted by the internet. Scotty. Then you just pull the fucking mind slaver and you just dump them with their own dude. That's entertainment. And now, the A-Team. Hey guys, welcome to episode 67 of the A-Team podcast. This is KYT with Jay and Scott. How's it going, guys? Fucking I'm fine. awesome. I'm fucking <laughs> awesome. Thank you for asking. I'm doing moderately well. Well, tonight, we have a returning guest. Um, someone who's actually number one at the top of my list of uh, MTG personalities that I've yet to meet in real life. Call. Mr. Jonathan Medina. How's it going, John? <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> Anyways, listen. So, I just wanted to uh, provide a preemptive shout-out. This evening's cast is brought to you by Lamb's Amber Rum. Um... <laughs> It has totally uh, provided me with an opportunity to 100% cut loose and provide you with unfiltered and unedited content this evening. So I hope you enjoy the show, um, as there will be no punches pulled, nor will there, nor will there be any bullshit tolerated. So hey, hey, you, did, you did that wrong. You did that wrong, Scott. How's Here's that? How Go you ahead. Do it. Ready? Go shoot. Scotty Mac, what's in the cup? <laughs> Currently in the cup is Lamb's Amber Rum and Lemonade. Minute Maid Lemonade. Made with one cup of less sh- less uh, water than normal, so as to be able to provide a 50-50 mix of said rum with said lemon. Nice. Thank you. Wait, wait, ready, I... ready? Listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so in, in my cup, I have Arnold Palmer Light, half iced tea, half lemonade. Hey. Nice. <laughs> hey, you guys got cups, KYT and Jay? I don't have a uh, cup. I have a bottle of sparkling ice, black raspberry, natural flavored, zero calories water. No, <laughs> sparkling artesian water based Art- beverage. Artesian water. Ooh, artesian no, water based? It's not a water, it's a water based beverage. That's that's <laughs> disturbing. I did not know that about this. <laughs> Maybe I'll stop drinking that shit. <laughs> Maybe I'll just. Maybe I'll just drink a little bit more, but it was just a little bit. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what's on tap tonight, Scotty? So I think, 
So I think this evening we are going to have discussions about uh, what recently happened with you and your falling out with Star City Games. Because truthfully, personally, I'm really interested to find out what actually happened because the fucking asshat tool that they've got to replace you is fucking terrible. So I'm really excited to find out how that Has actually happened. Has it been happened. Flyways? No, it's not Ben, it's not ben <laughs> Flyways. I might actually be okay with the fact that they may have potentially replaced Jonathan Medina with Ben Flyways because at least the man's got some credit to his name. But the guy that they got to replace him is fucking just some random scrub that I've got no idea. He might as well be, like, licking my boots or sucking my cock. I have no idea. Never. <laughs> yeah. There you so, have it, ladies and gentlemen. No yeah, purchase. seriously. Seriously. <laughs> so, so we're going to talk about that. Um, I know that KYT had his, uh, his big weekend uh, in the team's event at uh, Canadian Magic Tour. So we're going to find out about how, how well he did and how well he and his teammates shit the bed in the semifinals. Oh, spoiler! I'm sorry! <laughs> Um, <laughs> so crazy it's so crazy and for those of you in Toronto that just heard KYT say it's so crazy you're totally rolling right now that's hilarious um, outside of that uh, whatever I mean um, we're kind of down to chat about whatever you want to chat about we're good alright sick so, uh, so John <laughs> you have joined us here on our fantastic podcast on this random recording evening. Uh, KYT, I know, is headed uh, down to GP Orlando this weekend, so he has not been able to record on our traditional Thursday evening. So this is actually being recorded like the Monday following GP Austin, which is really random for us. But, you know, we're going to release it on time anyway, so fuck you guys for being late. Um, but the good <laughs> news is, is we've got the exclusive with Jonathan Medina, and he's going to tell us all about what happened with him no <laughs> longer being posting on StarCityGames.com. So, John, yeah, yeah. Okay. tell us the story. So, um, what the fuck happened? In case, you, in case you guys out there listening don't know, um, <laughs> I don't write for Star City Games anymore. Uh, this happened uh, I don't know, last week? I think it happened last week. And um, I, I think I'm going to disappoint a lot of people because to say about this particularly Jay, because I think he wanted me to come in here and talk shit about Star City. But Not it was very simple. But tell the truth. <laughs> tell the truth. What, what did you think I was going to do? Make up a story about what happened? No, I just so, said tell um, the truth. Alright, I'll tell the truth. The whole truth. So um, so what happened is I, I submitted my article for um, for like two weeks ago. And then it didn't go up on Monday, but Monday was a holiday. So I'm like, oh, it's a holiday, so obviously the article's not going to go up. No one else's articles went up either. Um, so then Tuesday came around, and the article didn't go up either, right? And so, like, the, the week before, the same thing happened with my article. It didn't go up, and then they sent me an email saying, hey, we uh, need to get some things checked in your article before we post them. Um, specifically, like, I had some language in there that, that wasn't uh, jiving with them about like other vendors and stuff. So they were kind of like, we, we can check. And I'm like, well, language that check. wasn't jiving. <laughs> yeah. Like I was mentioning, <laughs> I was mentioning other vendors in the article. Grandma. Oh, like what? Like saying like they sucked the bag of dinks. No, I was just saying like, here's the price from, you know, you know, channel fireball.com or here's the, cha- here's the price from uh, cool stuff, Inc. You know, because I was doing price comparisons. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, wait, but you said there was language. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so the language about just basically talking wasn't, about these was jiving. You know, 
Yes. So the way the way that I presented it, I guess. The way that I presented the the article was not jiving. Oh. And what way was that? Um I really don't know. I don't know. Okay, the, the, okay. The, the, the what I thought I was doing, what I thought I was doing is I was presenting a full picture of pricing. Okay. Oh. So, so that's what I thought I was doing, but what they so thought John, I was doing... John, clearly this article is never going to see the light of day. So, what was the topic of said article? Well, well, wait, let me finish the story. Okay, so well, this thing... okay, but can you do me a favor? Yeah, can you tell the story better? Because clearly Jay and I are picking up on all of the holes that all of the holes that you're leaving out. So, if you could just like do a better job of it, we'd really appreciate it. <laughs> well, I think first of all, Jay is on a mission. To, I don't know, unveil the... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> don't accuse my castmates of anything terrible. Just do me a favor. Tell it... No! Just tell it straight. Okay, don't leave second, anything out and carry Scott, on. Second, you're drunk. <laughs> I'm not drunk. That is a terrible accusation, sir. And one that I, I do not believe requires any sort of mention once again, ever again. Okay, okay, so... Okay, so you got, we're at the jive part. We're jiving? Okay, we're not jiving, actually. We're Zutsu Riot here. Okay, so so here's what I did. Um, uh, I talked about, in that article, it was rewritten, because I basically said, look, uh, in, instead of like checking if this stuff is going to jive or not, how about I just rewrite that part, and I'll take out the other vendors. You know what I'm saying? So I took out Channel Fireball, I took out Cool Stuff Inc., and I reworded it saying, like, you can get this card for cheaper elsewhere. Okay, so then they were like, yeah, that's cool. We'll put the article up. So they put it up on Wednesday. So I'm just like, okay, so we're back on track. But, like, this whole time, I've already had this feeling like, like, I'm not going to be writing for Star City Games for much longer. You know what I'm saying? No, like, I don't. So when you when you posted this article, was said douche nozzle that replaced you already on the select side? Yes. Well, okay. it happened simultaneously. When I gave him the first article, the one that they had problems with the the language, um, he he said the language thing, and then I seen that this guy started writing, and he had like like forty comments on his article or something. Wow! And, and <laughs> are I'm you like, serious? Huh? How many of them were you fucking suck and are terrible? No, no, everybody everybody had a positive reaction to his article, but I think wow. like part of the thing is is like people they haven't really got a lot of uh, select content, financial select content. So, like, when you have a financial writer on the select side, we'll, we'll talk about this in a minute. We'll, yeah, we'll, okay. talk, we'll talk about why, why, like, my opinion of this whole thing. But let's get through the story. So, okay. so, so what yeah, happened fuck. is that guy had started for for at least I don't know at least six months. Like, I've been feeling like Star City wants to pull a plug at some point because what happened was I used to put my Twitter at the bottom of the articles, and uh, if you guys noticed that, I used to like put, you know, at MTG metagame or whatever. So no, what ended up happening... Yeah, yeah, so I used to do that. And so what they said was, look, um, you can't do that anymore because you are advertising to buy and sell cards on your Twitter account. So you're indirectly, by directing them from your articles to your Twitter, you're indirectly... You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. competing, I mean, directing sense. them away from us. It makes sense, yeah. but that's gay. Yeah, it totally makes sense. So, So as, you know the kind of guy that I am, I'm like, hey, no problem. I'll take my, my Twitter off of my articles. I mean, the damage was already done, right? I already had, like, 
3,800 followers. So I was just like, yeah, sure. I've already got everyone listening who I want to listen. I'll take, you know, I'll take it off the, uh, off the articles. So from that point, I felt like, okay, this is going to be an uphill battle because there's clearly like a conflict of interest in the sense that um, I'm, I'm a finance guy. So I'm going to go do those finance things. Right. And I'm not doing it to the benefit of Star City. I'm doing it to my benefit because there, I have no reason to do it to the benefit of Star City other than giving them my article for them to publish for their premium content. You know what I'm and saying? And pay you for Yeah, which they pay me for and which I feel like I did a great job doing, you know? So I give them the articles and that's all I give them, you know? And, and, and the rest is for me. So my, my Twitter followers and, and that kind of stuff is for is for what I think is cool or for my advertisement or whatever. So, so they asked me to take that off, and ever since then, I felt like, okay, this is gonna, this window is gonna close at some point. And then we had the problem with the article, and then it started to become real, real when the other guy started. The other guy started, and I said, okay, so definitely I'm on a clock. Like I don't know when they're gonna switch this over, but I'm pretty sure that this guy is gonna replace me. And then it was just like the next week, I sent them an article. <laughs> uh, it was actually a good article because I was kind of feeling like. Okay, this is I'm going to be writing my last few articles, so I want to get as much info out to the public as possible, right? So I wrote this last article, sent it to him. It was called um, "An Approach to Trading Like a Vendor," and it basically taught people how to be a vendor at tournaments, like and compete with the tournament organizer. You know what I'm saying? All the language to use, all the things to watch out for how to set up shop, all that stuff. So I wrote that and sent it to them, and they were just like, you know, I had no, there was no word on Monday, no word on Tuesday, so I finally sent them an email saying, hey, uh, is there any questions about my article? Like, what's going on? Like, it isn't published, blah, blah. And then the next email I got was from Steve Saden, and it basically said um, that they can't publish my work anymore. Wow, that was nice of them. And then he, he went to quote some of my article. So I'll go ahead and read my article since it's something I wrote, and uh, I'll read part of this here. So this is what he quotes. Um, Offer a trade-in bonus. So in my article, I was breaking down how to differentiate yourself from the dealer on site, okay? Because it's like when you're trading and stuff, you have to give people a reason to trade with you and do business with you and not just go to the dealer, right? Right. So, so, what I, so this was one of the sections that I was talking about. I said, offer a trade-in bonus. This goes hand-in-hand hand with the requirement above. Most dealers offer a trade-in bonus. This helps on the floor because it gets you closer to retail numbers, and that allows you to make reasonable offers to people. It also helps you to compete with the on-site dealers. Uh, what incentive does someone have to trade with you over the dealer on-site or his or her favorite online vendor? Um, you have to ask yourself this question and find a way to differentiate yourself. You can do this by offering lower prices, carrying pimp cards, or even offering a high trade-in bonus. It's tough to communicate this trade-in bonus at a tournament site. Uh, you have the challenge of explaining the difference between the buy price, which is the cash price that you offer people, and the trade-in value without encouraging people to sell you cards on the spot. Uh, you don't want to... You don't want to be going in and out of the hall all day long to buy cards. The tournament organizer will know what's going on, and they aren't going to be happy about it. It may be a good idea to set, uh, to set a part of your day off-site when you have appointments to look at people's binders. Uh, you can even have a partner 
where one of you is on the trade floor and the other one is at a nearby Panera or other place. And when a guy on the floor comes to sell you cards, you can simply send him to Panera. So, okay. So were you, so you made the comment to say that you kind of saw the the writing was on the wall before you submitted this article. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like submitting this article is basically saying I quit, right? Not necessarily. (laughs) No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, in all honesty, 95% of your readership from the premium side is totally Star City Games grinders, right? Like, or people that that aspire to be so. So, for you writing an article, or submitting an article, that basically says, here's how you get around selling to Star City Games so that they can turn a profit? Like, I, okay. So the writing was on the wall, you saw that, so you felt completely justified in sending that article, but, like, you can't honestly be remotely surprised that they fucking candy your ass after that shit, right? Like, honestly? Call me dead, okay? No, I'm not! I'm just asking you, I'm just asking you, like, you seriously understood what this was going to do, right? No, 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 I didn't. I didn't. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not kidding you. Because I had written about trading... In the past, <laughs> to such degrees, you know, I'm just like, here's how to buy okay. list somebody, here's how to, okay. like, these are all the, the, the things that people <laughs> could just take and, you know, own at these tournaments, right? Okay, so there's I, a radical difference between you teaching people how to trade with other players, mm-hmm. between you teaching people how to fucking outsell the dealers, right? Like, like and that's what you did in this article. Yeah, so, like, okay. because I was writing... I, because I didn't, like, really consider that implication, I was just kind of like, to me, like, this is my thought process. Look, I have a few articles left. I'm going to write some good ones to really help people, like, just kick it up to the next notch. And the next notch is not, like, trading players. It's becoming a vendor and, like, embodying that, you know? So, like, I was just like, I'm going to write this. And so I wrote it. I got the email, and I was like, huh. You know, I'm kind of surprised, you know, that they... they (laughs) You know, didn't like that, but I guess it makes sense. So, I was telling Jr. It's funny because I was telling Jr. about what happened, and so Who's I read him. Ch- Jr. is my business partner. Okay, legit. It's 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 Jr. Wade, the other loudmouth bastard from UntappedCast.com. Oh yeah, I, I listen to that all the time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, I'm I just listen. totally trolling. Don't forget. Yeah, and I listen Carry to Public on. Enemies all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Carry on, John, either. please. Okay. I mean, if I did listen to Public Enemies, there'd be like three of us. <laughs> so, anyways. So true. Uh, <laughs> there's KYT with the priceless, like, one-word lines. The priceless one-liner, right? Yeah, okay. So, so what happened was, like, JR had the same exact reaction that you did, Scott. He was like, so basically, you just quit with that article. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? Like, I was just trying to show people how to become vendors. And then he's like, you don't see what you just did there? I'm like, yeah, okay. I must be pretty dense. So anyways. So this is that's brand what, new information. Yeah, this is this is brand new. So that's what happened. Uh, I, I don't think, like, they, they made it a point to tell me that there's no hard feelings on their end. Uh, they wanted to, they, they finished the email by telling me that they're transitioning their financial like writer department to be people who are in-house, which makes a lot of sense for them because then there's not a conflict of interest for people who are, you know, yes, like there's me. There's the bias now. Well, listen, that means there's only one group of people that get to take advantage of the fact that they say, oh, yeah, 
Bloodline Keeper is a really hot card right now, and you should totally pick it up. <laughs> and then Star City Games jacks the price by four fucking dollars, <laughs> and so then everyone buys them. Instead of LegitMTG.com jacking the price by three dollars and eking out a profit. Like, I totally understand. Yeah, no, it makes total sense for a store to run a financial column. Are you fucking joking? Anyways, it does, make, it does make total sense from a business Totally, yeah. I yeah. like printing money. I don't know about you but shit exactly it's not it's not a i'm not going to accuse them of doing that but it's it makes sense from a business perspective it's not something that it doesn't make sense to hire someone to write for you who's going to say hey come and trade or sell me cars yeah this is actually true the restaurant industry has been fighting with a way to figure out how to get the reviewers to actually just be the waiters in that restaurant for years That's a yeah. pretty poor Yeah, you know what they've done in, in the interim, though, is they've hired immensely large fat people to do <laughs> reviews on food. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, like, what's in your Never burger? S- what's in your burger? Salt and sugar, fatty, you'll love it. <laughs> it's totally true. So, totally so true. Do you guys have questions about this? Well, yeah, actually, it's a really good point. Um, I would really like to know why you submitted that last article, basically putting the nail in the coffin. <laughs> Like, I don't think that you've actually provided us a reason that's no, good enough for our, so our listenership to take his <laughs> cause. I, I think it's been fucking terrible, there's actually. Two, there's two possibilities. Medina is as dumb as we've been saying he is. And and I'm not prepared to take that, by no, the way. No, or he's just straight up lying to his, his quote-unquote bros that have had him on for 17 episodes or however fucking... Hey, don't, many act like doing, don't act like you're doing me a favor, okay? Because <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on a minute. Hold hey, on a minute. Hey, no, no, no! You I'm can't honestly out. tell no, no, no. Oh, man. my fucking seconds. Because when you guys were knee high, okay, and nobody knew who the fuck you guys were. <laughs> oh my god! I I shouted you guys out. I put <laughs> my bane slayer on the line to push <laughs> listeners to you guys. So don't give me that crap. Okay, listen, listen. How John, far you've come, John? John, we love you. Okay, we love you to death. Okay, but yeah. our listenership actually doesn't care too much about whether we have you on or not. Like, I love you to death, bro. Yeah, like Joel like, Midry is going to be just fucking ecstatic. <laughs> okay, well, aside from Joel Midry, <laughs> all I'm saying is, okay. That, I, I mean, it's that, like, that your listenership doesn't care. You guys had Jeff Foster on yesterday, last twice. week. I mean, come on. <laughs> twice. Twice. Like, nobody cares, obviously. like Our, listener, our listenership doesn't really give two oh, shits man. about who we Don't have on. Don't get drunk and belligerent with me, bro. He's salty. Medina is salty. <laughs> I know. Well, he just got fired. How salty can he? I guess. That's something you guys share, isn't it? I prefer the term let go. Let go? Laid off? It sounds so much nicer. (laughs) (laughs) No, but seriously, like, I, I can completely appreciate, you know, them wanting to have somebody that's more controllable you know, in their financial column. Like, it makes complete sense for them as a business mm-hmm. to have somebody that's more controllable to make, you know, speculative calls on cards because it allows them to, you know, offshoot, you know, random fucking bulk rares that they happen to amass a massive amount of for the the the, the, the uh, 
you know, that individual that happens to be writing financial advice to say, oh, yeah, you should totally pick up this card because it's going to, you know, it's going to see a lot of play with this random speculation that's that's well, happens to be circulating around MTG salvation, you know, about what may or may not actually happen. You, well, know, you should me, totally buy these cards at $5 a piece. You know? Let me just be like, let me be honest here about that. Yeah. Like, finally. <laughs> so so like to be honest like we don't everyone would like to believe that there's this conspiracy that Starseed Games and all these other vendors online are just trying to like they want financial writers to pump and dump their cards right I don't believe that like you don't need to do that Starseed Games <laughs> you, they buy cards at 40% of what they're valued at you may not have believed that prior to your canning but post canning, you totally have to at least have some inkling of that. I don't. I don't because I know what it's like <laughs> to be a vendor, and you don't need to like pump and dump to make money. You just buy cards at ridiculously low prices and you just sell them. It's that easy. And these guys, they can sell the cards for the highest and they can buy them for the lowest. So they don't need any more help in getting money. Like it just, they don't need it. That's just the way it is. I mean, I. I make enough money buying and selling cards to not have to do any trading. I'm sorry to break it to you, man. I'm sorry to say there's no conspiracy. It's like saying there's no Santa Claus. <laughs> but but there's no there's no conspiracy, man. It's it's easy to make money just doing what they're doing. Think about it this way. So they're invitational or they're they're tournaments, right? Let's just say a standard tournament is how big? Uh, for them, around uh, 380 to 520, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so four, 400, 450? Four, four, four and a quarter is probably fair. 420. Sure. Okay. so That's a really funny number. So 420 times $30, right? Yep. Okay, so that's $12,600, okay? Sure. All and right, that's I'm, I'm for, halfway there. Okay, and that's for, that's for just standard, right? So you have yeah. another 300 players for Legacy, right? Um, yeah, sure. Okay, so that's another nine. Another nine. Well, I'd, I'd probably say like 250 is probably reasonable, but 400, I'll take it. Fine. All right, so that's another nine thousand dollars, right? At 30 bucks a pop. Nine hundred, you mean? That's nine hundred dollars for 30 players or 300 players. Okay, my bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought Asians were good. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. KYT, aren't you Asian? Yeah, that's what I just said. <laughs> like, math should 120% without question snap call be your most 100, you know, most <laughs> effective subject? <laughs> like, dude, that's not even right. Yeah, that's so sad. Anyways, so we got, uh, got $21,600 for a standard weekend, right? Yeah. You take out the prize pools, which is like 6000 on the first day, right? And like 5000 on the second day. So far, we have ten thousand dollars left after prizes, right? So the haul is like a thousand. That's generous. So we have nine thousand dollars left, and they have to pay. They have to pay their staff, and uh, and whatever you know, uh, traveling. So like after after staff and traveling, they have they have to pay. Uh, I don't know how much that is. I don't even know how to calculate that. But they have nine thousand dollars to do staff and traveling, and make profit. And then on top of that. We don't even count how many cards they sell when they're there, okay? How many cards, the big thing is how many cards they buy, 
right? They might buy like twenty thousand dollars in cars, and and that means like if they're buying those at forty to fifty percent, right? When they sell them, they're going to realize fifty to sixty percent profit on ten to twenty five thousand dollars for each open that they do every other weekend. So you're going to sit there and tell me, and this is just the opens. We're not even counting their their online revenue from their just selling cards, their online revenue from premium writers and, and premium uh, uh, subscriptions. So all that money, out of all that money, you're telling me they're going to hire a finance writer to pump and dump cards for them. Well, clearly, because they fired your ass. <laughs> <laughs> obviously. Right? right? Like, like they, they obviously can't afford the competition, because otherwise you'd still be there. The competition is unnecessary. It's, 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 it's unnecessary. Why keep me on? What do I give them of value? Well, the fact that you're a better financial writer than 75% of the fucking idiots that are out there trying to trade, you know, trying to buy a grind. Like, come on. I appreciate well, that, by the way. You probably took well, you should. Like, fucking my, my son. <laughs> listen, my son, who's 12 years old, knows who you are. Doesn't fucking know who Brian Kibler is, but knows who Jonathan Meade is. <laughs> oh, right? second that, Brian Kibler. <laughs> well, like, what do you want me to tell you? Like, he's not a girl, so he doesn't know who Brian Kibler is. But, you know, my po- <laughs> my point is that, you know, he has, he, he actually goes out of his way when he comes over on, you know, every weekend to say, let me see Jonathan's article this week. Holy smokes. I'm telling you, it's retarded. My kid is a fucking binder shark, and it's all your fault. <laughs> I think that's awesome. I think you should well, be proud you of should. your kid. <laughs> Thank you. Right? But, like, but like that's that's the marketplace, right? Like, it's it's people who have little to no income that are trying to, you know, grind their way up to a more profitable collection. And I think that, you know, you have clearly demonstrated that you do that better than 75 to 90% of the people that are out there. I, I think I'm a little bit critical about my writing, so I'm not sure how good of a writer I was. But as far well, as... Okay, like, that's fair. Like, English is your, like, your fifth language, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. I come from Mexico. What do you expect? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, what, but I, what I will say is, A, that I made, I made the, the biggest personality in magic finance. And B, I, I think I gave the best information. Like, I think my information was the best. And so, so that's why they paid me what they paid me to write for them. That's why I became Star City Games premium writer, you know? Hey, so, John, how much did they pay you? Not going to say. Fuck, <laughs> why, why not? I told them I wouldn't. Oh, you told them oh you would. Oh, my God. How much loyalty insane. do you have to a company yeah. that fucking can't I, I have a loyalty. Come on. I have loyalty to my own word. And since I said I oh. wouldn't do it, I'm not going right. to do it. Oh, That's my fair. God. Scumbag right. Star City Games fires you, makes you keep promises. <laughs> I make me keep promises. Like, why? What the fuck? <laughs> I I, feel, oh I don't know God. I don't know why why there's all the hostility there you know what I mean that's just insane like well, how does that happen they somebody fires you not even fires you just replaces you with someone else doesn't post your article and then makes you ask them if you're fired to which they just reply yep and then <laughs> and then you're like yeah no I'm pretty loyal to these guys no hard feelings they're pretty sweet they're pretty sweet bros. My life is not my life is not defined by my writing gig at StarCityGames.com. So that being the case, John, John, like, let me ask: 
So if that be, if if clearly being at being at Star City is no longer you know the focus point of your magic popularity, um, your Twitter army, as you are apt to call it, uh, is one hundred percent following you to legit MTG dot com. Yeah. So I know that it has been some time in you actually getting this off the ground in some measure of effectiveness. Um, so why don't you talk to us a little bit about, you know, where you're at with that today and uh, what the general public should expect from said online store. So legitmtg.com, um, this is like, you know, I'm kind of, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like I've never owned a card selling business. So like what I'm trying to do is make sure to dot all my I's and cross all my T's. You know what I mean? And uh, what we've done is uh, we have this website up, and all it has right now is a link to our MOTL list where we sell singles. Okay. Um, what's in the works right now is we bought software to do inventory. It's called Crystal Commerce. Yep. And it's the same software that Channel Fireball uses. In and addition to that, by the way, I'm not sure if, if our Canadian listeners are aware, but that's also the same software that uh, FaceToFaceGames.com uses. Yeah, buddy. So this software is really good. It's like top yeah. of it's top of it's like industry. You know, it's what people use. So we yeah. bought that, and uh, we're populating it right now. We've been buying a lot of uh, collections, so we're populating that with all the stuff that we when bought. When you say we, can you clarify as to who in particular is also the other minds behind LegitMTG.com? Right now, the uh, the minds behind LegitMTG.com are it's me, J.R. Wade. That's at the J R R R on Twitter, and then no, no, no. carry on. And then there's uh, there's Jake Miser, who's our inventory guy, okay, who's been uh, doing all the order fulfillment and stuff for the MOTL list. And then there's Mark Sun, who uh, is a standby oh. buyer. Yeah, Mark Sun. Right. Mark Sun. <laughs> Mark Sun. So. Uh... <laughs> oh, that's Martin. <laughs> so Mark said is the standby buyer and human category. <laughs> so yeah, so that that's us. That's us in a nutshell. Hey, you right tell Mark son that he owes me a fucking foil Russian pristine talisman and before I, they rotate for fuck's sakes. Did you know he lost it? Yeah. He's like he like just he just pulled the Star City games on me and I was like, yo, where's my <laughs> where's my pristine talisman? And he's like, Oh, it's three days later and I told you I'd ship it, but now you're fired. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a joke for months to come. Uh, oh, yeah. My buddy, my buddy Mark Larson used to uh, whenever I walked in the room, he used to go Star City Games Premium Columnist Jonathan Medina every time I walked <laughs> in the room, right? And so like I walked into the the vintage tournament, the Mean Deck Open, and he goes Star City Game. Oh, he's like former <laughs> Premium Columnist. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, Mark, you are such a bastard. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. It's to me, it's like uh, I have no negative feelings about this uh, this whole thing. Well, yeah, because you didn't even know that you were writing a "fuck you" article to them. Like that's not that's not really a "fuck you" article. <laughs> no, I'm showing people. How, I'm showing right. an aspect of magic finance. I'm doing what they pay me to do, right? Right. Yep. Sure. Exactly. It's like I work for Apple, and then I just write an article for Apple readers, telling them how to 
usurp them by buying PC products. Like, in what world would you be writing an article for Apple users? Like, I don't <laughs> who has that job? Write articles for Apple users to read. People do that all the time. Those are called blogs. Nobody reads them. Somehow they just continue to proliferate. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, so, yeah, so I don't get, like, I think a lot of people, like, some people were like, I'm going to cancel my premium, like, blah, blah, blah. I think it was kind of like they should have communicated to the people because I got a bunch of emails from people saying, I just renewed my premium for the next year so that I can read your articles, and now you're not going to be writing for Star City. So I felt like they should have at least communicated to people, like, including me, obviously, but other people, like, hey, look, before you renew your premium, like, here's our writer lineup. You know what I mean? At the very least, I think they should honor refunds, if that's the case. That sounds yeah, like I, something that Star City Games would do. <laughs> yeah. and, and it, like, I'm like, too big! Herpaderp! I don't give a shit about my listenership! Blah. Yeah. Like, I also think they should have just communicated to me better about, like, the fact the that, they were, that they were gonna uh, let me go. <laughs> They should have. <laughs> Can you do me a favor? Oh Can you, God. John? John, just yeah. once. Can you just say that you were fired, as opposed to that you were let go? Can you just say it once, just for our listeners? This All is right. the best. This is like they, uh, they handed me oh. the red sleeves. They told me you were fired. <laughs> okay. So, how about this? 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 Oh, oh my god, my shit! God. Fuck, I totally forgot about Arthur Halavis. I, I forgot about this story. Okay, like a year and a half ago, I was talking about Shark Week. Because Shark Week is Irrelevant. awesome. No. <laughs> Irrelevant. Tra- tragically, I think I actually remember what you're so Shark So Shark Week's fucking awesome. So, um, I was talking about Shark Week. And then, like, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, uh, like, Halavis comes out and he's like, whatever, man, sharks are bitches. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, man, shark, sharks ain't so tough, man. Because I was like, man, this fucking guy and his sharks are getting him. And he's like, get me. And he's like, man, sharks ain't nothing. A halibut ain't nothing to fuck with. That's what I'm telling you. And I'm like, what are you talking about, Arthur Halibut? And he's like, my sister fucking punched a shark in the fucking face. And she, she surfed her ass right out of there. She was like, fuck you, shark. She surfed the shark onto the beach and then fought the shark. Fist fought this fucking shark. She was like, whatever, what of it? So anyway, I'm like, whatever, you're fucking, who cares about that? You're just, you're just playing it up for the media. And you're saying, like, your sister fought this shark. But really what happened is, like, she was probably just salty and the shark wasn't down with any of that. And just let her go, whatever. <laughs> so fucking, what ended up happening, though, actually, I watched a fucking Shark Week video, like, the other day with my father-in-law. And Megan Halavis was on this show fighting a no fucking way. shark. No What? Fighting a shark fighter, oh, like oh, Reduke fucks bears. Megan Halavis fights sharks. <laughs> All right, there you go. That's my scumbag story. Fuck sharks. Um, I have a question for Jonathan Medina of something that recently that happened on Twitter. All of a sudden, our good friend Smitty just came out of the woodwork and was like calling you and some other guy, like a like a like a greasy fucking greasy greasy scumbag <laughs> trollioso. What's up with oh, that, man? man? You gotta tell me about tell me some stories. What's, what's oh, happening? So, what's going on? So yeah, that apparently sucks. you sell cracked children. So like Smitty, I guess the Bengals lose, right? 
And so, like, I, I didn't know about this. This, this is relevant for sure. Loss. This is super relevant. Like, I don't care about sports, so I had no idea the Bengals lost, right? So, uh, freaking Big Scissors post on Twitter, which is by the, by far, like, the best Twitter name ever, Big Scissors. It just, <laughs> Big like, scissors. makes me think about, like, a mobster or something. So, anyways, Big Scissors post made six grand at the GP, like, really feeling good about it, whatever. So I just retweet it, right? And the reason I retweet that stuff is just to, like, proliferate the like trade ups. culture. You know? Like it's just ups. like, yeah, yeah, this guy made six grand. Check it out. You could too, you know? So I did that, and then Smitty just blew up in my face and was like, congratulations for ripping off little kids. And I, I could swear he put, like, congratulations for whipping off women and children, you know, at these tournaments <laughs> and making money. There's, there's so many women at these magic tournaments. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... <laughs> And if there are, they're shout, trading. That's what. That's yeah, for sure what they're doing. Shout, shout out to Barry Jacobson. <laughs> Never heard of him. Oh man! So I got a I got a Mary Jacobson thing. Okay, dude, you can tell it all later. I'll Carry tell on. it later. Okay. Okay. So um, so he says that, and then I'm just like, uh, I'm just like, I'm just congratulating him for working hard, right? And so Smitty goes, "Well, drug dealers work hard too." And I'm like, oh. okay, well, clearly this conversation is not going anywhere, so I'm just going to troll him back. So I put uh, drug dealing equals trading at Magic at GPs. Uh, Smitty knows best, and I put put that on Twitter. And then he goes, he goes, yeah, well, your brother's in prison, and it won't take long before you get there too. And I'm just like, where did that come from? Like, first of all, how does he know my brother's in prison? Like, second of all, he's Mexican. Yeah, I guess, I guess it's a good, it's a 50-50. That's, just, that's, right. that's just statistics. And he and he's a fucking accountant. He knows math. Yeah, so so then he said that. And like, <laughs> he knows math. Keep talking, this is great. I want to hear it. I want to fucking hear it. Sorry, carry on. So I was just like, what the hell, Smitty? Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, he's a vendor. And then he's like, Smitty just starts backing off and is just like, yeah, I didn't know he was a vendor. And... Such and such, and I'm just like, well, you know, you're being kind of a dick by saying my brother's in prison because, like, it's kind of something I don't feel good about, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, like, bringing that shit up on Twitter for everyone to see and, like, also to remind me that, hey, your brother's in prison, like, just kind of, like, not, it puts a damper on your day, you know? Yeah. So I just yeah. told him that, and then he was like, yeah, that's something I was pissed about. There you go. Fucking Smitty posting on Twitter that my brother's in prison. Like, that wasn't, that wasn't fun. I was more pissed about that than getting fired from Star City <laughs> Games. Because, <laughs> um, like, he, he brought personal stuff into something that I didn't even do anything wrong in. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so yeah, that's what happened, dude. And then he apologized. So really? Props, that's crazy. Props shout out to Smitty for apologizing and saying, sorry, Bengals lost, and I went into dick mode. So, Smitty, we love you, but go and troll your fucking football followers. Stay off your magic feed. Speaking of magic feeds, why does why does KYT have two Twitters where he talks about these... Seriously, what the fuck is that? Like, how important are you that you now need two Twitter feeds? Like, I finally that, followed KYT Magic, and, like, today. This is today. A, yeah, like, what the fuck? And on top of that, also, he wasn't even following me. He wasn't following me on his new feed. Like he was kind of like hiding out, like hoping I didn't find yeah. him or something. It's yeah, terrible. yeah, that's what I feel. It's like. like you're in the closet about your separate Twitter feed. Okay, <laughs> answer, really answer me that. Why didn't you follow me, KYT? I was also pissed about this. What? 
<laughs> you're not visible be fire fist at B for not following yeah, yeah. not following me. Why did you not yep. I thought we were bros. I just didn't I just didn't remember. So why did you feel the need to create a separate fucking Twitter feed? Cause I have it linked now to my Tumblr and I didn't want to spam my mana deprived account with others uh with, with uh like those Twitter uh those Tumblr posts or uh if I was posting so non magic stuff. You created stuff. a Tumblr account and as a result you deemed it necessary to create a separate Twitter account to and, spam your Tumblr shit to And then deemed it not necessary to follow Medina. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just checked the stars of the game's roster yeah. and was like, "Oh, I hate to, I, I hate to, yeah. irrelevant." I hate, I hate to break your terrible bubble here, but he did follow at least Jana. I know he did. <laughs> I, I went and looked at his followers, oh, and look. I see, I see Scotty, I see Jay, I see Jerry T. I'm just like, yeah, "What is going on here?" Yeah, this is sorry, bullshit. dude. <laughs> well, yeah. you don't write for Star City Games anymore. That's no what, shit. There it is. Oh that's my what god. Happened. I'm irrelevant now. Absolutely. <laughs> irrelevant. You're like you're like Kelly Reed. Oh, oh, don't go there, don't go there bro. <laughs> you did that to him. You you made him irrelevant. I crushed him, dude. Your I video games him. and your MTV and and Kelly Reed is the church. <laughs> oh shit, son. You know the things you were doing. That's what happened. He went against me, and I had to, I had to crush him. Oh. But yeah. who knows? Maybe in two weeks I'll be like Kelly Reed. You know what? And it may have been a fairer fight had you not been picked up by Star City. In all honesty. No way. Yeah, let's be reasonable here. Listen, you know what? Listen, I know both of you like fairly well, I should think. <laughs> you know? Like I've actually met Kelly face to face. We've had a lot of, you know, hangout time. But you and I have had a lot of, you know, virtual hangout time, such as podcasting and such. Yeah. And, like, I truly believe that if you weren't picked up by Star City, that it would have been a good fight. Like, in all honesty. Not a chance, dude. Uh, Not a chance. I had Kelly Reed's number from day one. Kid kid didn't stand a chance, dude. I don't know, man. Kid had a lot of... This, I don't, this is just kid really, had a lot of pedigree before. I don't know who's better at MTC finance, like the Jews or the Mexicans. Yowza, <laughs> son, shit. What, so, what what makes you think he had a chance? He's better than you. Listen, he's been doing this, as far as I can tell, a shit ton longer than you have. He has not. That's incorrect. Okay, he has been doing this in the public eye a shit ton longer than you have. <laughs> I am so much more fun when I've had a fun a few beers. Like there's no question. Scott Scott is so drunk he can't even tell his timelines apart. Okay, shit on your mother. I am <laughs> not that mother. drunk. Oh my god. I can still this read. Podcast, I am not that drunk. This podcast is just This I mean, this yeah. is like back to form to form. So so yeah, I, I'm not gonna argue with this anymore because it's just it's totally stupid to argue about this, but definitely didn't stand a chance. You're dismissing me. You're dismissing me and I don't appreciate it. Okay, go ahead. No, I'm just saying. By you refusing to argue with me, you're dismissing me and I don't appreciate it. Okay, I will I will argue with you then. <laughs> on another show. Untapped. Tap. On another I just feel like uh, oh, you know what you know what John. If you have me on on untapped cast, we will carry on this argument. Yes, because I feel okay. like I have no a J beater. 
I have a J meter, and I know when Jay is getting bored of a topic. <laughs> and and yeah. Jay is getting it, bored of this topic. Was it yep. going off like 15 minutes ago? Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah, and I was trying to wrap it up. <laughs> all right, all right. Fair, fair enough. Carry on. All right. Shout out to Calgary. Yeah. yeah, man, for sure. I was just making a joke. Like, I wasn't, you know, I, I like Kelly Reed. I was just I making like a joke too. at his I like expense. him, too. He just didn't stand a chance. That's all. Okay. <laughs> so let's move, let's move on. Let's, let's yeah, next. please. Please. Doesn't KYT <laughs> so, have shit to talk so, about Canadian Magic? So KYT, Canadian Magic Tour happened this weekend. And I know that you were teamed with uh, uh, Alex Hain. And if I'm not mistaken, it was Pascal Maynard. Right. So, so you decided that you were playing standard. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, uh, Alex was playing modern, and Pascal was playing legacy. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, a, what decks you guys decided to play, and b, how well you did. Sounds good. Okay. So, I was lucky enough to be paired with uh, two guys who've been on the pro tour, and so I was just. Uh, so that's why we called our team two pros, one con. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I, I ended up picking standard, uh, uh, obviously the easier format. I ended up playing uh, a version of Illusions, uh, basically something like Jerry's previous list, not the one with the Legionnaires, uh, but uh, the one before that, except with uh, Phil Sam's innovation of, and Michael Jacob actually talked about it as well, uh, mentor of the meek in the sideboard, which was really good in in the mirror matches in in games that went long because then I was drawing like five extra cards or midnight haunting draws you two like if you have the mana to if you have five mana, so that was good. Uh, Alex ended up playing like he had two strategies: either he was going to play a really fast deck to finish the match, and then he could help <laughs> Pascal and me out, or he wanted to play something. Uh, that I guess he felt was better, which is blue white Tron, which um, wow, what a terrible decision he made there. Ended up being terrible, but like to be fair, he was helping <laughs> Pascal and me a lot. So we're, yeah, you know, because he got like eight minutes in between each fucking play of your opponent <laughs> to decide whether or not he wanted to counter it. Like <laughs> seriously, I love Alex to death, but Jesus Christ, man, play a fucking real deck. Like you blue white Tron, really? Oh, anyways, carry on. So most of the tournament uh, had me and Pascal like had to really shoulder him because I was actually undefeated in the Swiss portion. So uh, as the worst player of the team, I felt proud that I carried the team going five zero and two. Like there were draws because you know we weren't used. No one was used to the team event, and they still had a time at fifty minutes. So it's so we weren't used to it, and like some of us were like, "Whoa, whoa, it's time already!" So. Once we realized that, we had to make sure to play faster. And, and at one point, after the second round, uh, we're just like, okay, we're just going to trust each other. And unless we really need help, we're going to ask like one of the other guys. So thankfully, I didn't, I didn't fuck up so that they'd be pissed at me. Um, Pascal ended up, I believe, playing just simply Blue-White Stoneblade, which seems to be um, the best deck in Legacy as uh, people who played it that weekend did well, and it also won the uh, SCG tournament. Um, yeah. So it seems to be a good choice. Modern, I don't know what... Alex thinks we saw uh, a Malira deck that uh, seemed really sick, and then we actually made it to the top four where Alex lost 
to a Merfolk deck. So that was another uh, interesting modern deck. And I think that was it. But like Alex was playing, had to play pretty slow because his deck was really complicated. And uh, But he got his face <laughs> bashed by like Zoo in round one. Oh no, he actually beat Jake in round one with Zoo. But he, he lost to Boros where the Boros player actually had the crazy um, double spec step links goblin guide with the Zektar expedition. You know, it's it's so. fucking terrible because if Alex had just played Jund, A, you would have had way more time to fucking help your asses and win the <laughs> tournament. And B, he would have had far better matchups across the board. Because, yeah. Now, like, fucking terrible decision. Blue Eye Tron, really? Oh my god. Oh god, that's terrible. Um, so overall, I think in the Swiss, he actually possibly broke even or, or did above average. Um, and then once we got into the top four, I was really worried. I was, um, I felt like maybe we should split because because it, it had nothing to do with Alex's skills. It's just I felt his deck was not good enough. And uh, thank you. <laughs> and uh, he did lose Pascal won and uh i lost i won my first game against tempered steel and lost the next two uh that those games are really um it just seems like luck of the draw sometimes like game one i just rolled him over uh because he didn't have tempered steel and and game two and three he just had turn three tempered steel with like a shit ton of dudes turn one turn two and there's just no way an illusion deck can actually uh come back from that like your gut shots are useless against three threes so um and timely reinforcements don't really do anything from the sideboard because they're flying over your ass. So yeah, um, I wasn't we're, I wasn't playing Medina's tech though. Uh, he also had like a vault scourge, so he was beating me down with like two vault scourge on a tempered steel. And you didn't have a Delver. Um, Delver. There's one turn where I go. I play two Delvers, and they mm-hmm. have to flip for me to like survive, and like they didn't flip. So, you know what's really fucking terrible about this game of magic is variance. <laughs> and I think that so long as you play a deck that doesn't heavily rely on variance to win you the game, you're probably going to be ahead of the guy that does. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Like, I God think that's a... I think Listen, that's... hey, you know what? I don't know a lot about this game, but I do know that leaving it in the hands... Listen, I watch a shit ton of UFC, and leaving it in the hands of the judges is probably the worst fucking thing you can do. And it's the equivalent of leaving it in the hands of variants and fucking random top decks or flips in Magic. Like, stop playing Illusions and play a real fucking deck. Please, for the love of God. You don't think Illusions is a real deck? Dude, Illusions is a fine deck because its clock presents itself as, as good enough, but I don't believe that it's remotely close to the best deck. People are playing it because it's a fucking no-brainer, and they're just like, oh, herp, derp, I don't want to think, and I, I just want to turn dude sideways and try to win the game. How is Illusions but, a no-brainer? No, fuck off. Have you, play, <laughs> have so you played the deck? Listen, no, he hasn't. I don't, no, of course I haven't. Okay, the, but I played against it enough to know that it's fucking oh, turned so, sideways and trying to win the game. Podcast. Oh my Christ! Don't even fucking start with me or compare me to Chris Lansdowne. That's <laughs> I was fucking talking about Jonathan Medina. Swear to God, Chris. I was not talking oh. about you. I was talking about John Medina. Oh, oh like my Lansdale. God! Well, if you haven't played it, oh, oh, oh. that's like his champion's remark. 
Well, that's I mean, that's just everybody. Everybody says that all okay. the time. It's like you know what? Jerry T doesn't play every deck, and he knows what decks are good and bad. Like, let's okay. be reasonable people. Okay, here. let me just say something. Scott Scott McCallum, Jerry T. Oh my God! <laughs> one is not like the other. Okay, Perhaps I've read enough Jerry T to know <laughs> when a deck is good or not. Right? Like maybe, maybe, perhaps. Okay. So here's the thing: Charles Gindy has to pick a deck to play at the Star City Games. Okay. Okay. And what does he play? What, what does he play? Fucking blue white Geist Blade. Not fucking illusions. There is Piss no, on a There is no illusions deck anymore. When we say illusions, we're talking about Geist Blade or or Mage Blade or. You know, blue, white, Delver, aggro. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about illusions I, anymore. No, 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 no. Disagree. No, one hundred percent disagree. All right. So let me recorrect my statement. Please and thank you. <laughs> okay. So I'm not talking about illusions that was like popular like three months ago with Todd Anderson. Okay. When I say illusions, what I meant was Mage Blade, Geist Blade. Do you think Geist Blade is not the best deck or a no-brainer? Oh right? yeah, that's what I I played. To, to be fair, I didn't Do play. Do you think like, Geist Blade is a no-brainer? So I think that it was the right deck for that tournament, but I think that standard as a format is defined expressly by whatever deck happens to be good that weekend. Um, there's no question in my mind that standard is still fluid enough that if you can prepare adequately for the metagame, that you can just possibly have the best random rogue deck from week to week. There's no question. Okay, what makes you believe that? Well, alcohol. Like, oh fuck you, <laughs> Christ Almighty! Are you serious? The only listen, the only effect that alcohol possibly has on this entire podcast, for me personally, is the sorry slurred speech. Okay, two. And I love you. Guys. I, he says he says that like a hundred times. Okay, so the two <laughs> items are slurred speech for one, and the second one is lack of filter. Okay, and the the truth is is that illusions and geistblade are very easily hated out of the format. But the question is 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 how much of that hate are you willing to dedicate main deck versus sideboard, and how much of that matchup are you willing to you know dedicate hate to in order to give up alternate matchups? So all I'm trying to get at is that standard very much is. You know, are you going to play this deck, that deck, or that deck, right? So, like, it's three, four, three, four different decks. Blue-eyed humans, illusions, ramp, you know, some measure of blue X control deck, you know. Um, and how are you going to prepare for the other decks that are surrounding you? What matchups are you prepared to give up, and what matchups are you prepared to not? And from week to week... Illusions, are, I mean, Geist Blade... <laughs> blue blue white aggro is always on top. Blue white Delver. Delver so, deck is always on top. Because nobody's prepared to really heavily metagame. Well, actually, like it's thing. kind of true because people keep saying that like mono red is the best is the worst matchup for illusions and Delver. Said that last but week. nobody but nobody plays <laughs> mono red like at all. Like still nobody's playing mono red. Mono at red all. is really not the best anymore against Geist Blade. Because your dudes have hexproof and you have sort of a uh, war and peace. Yeah, but aren't you just, like, wouldn't you just be playing Pyroclasm effects as well, though? Like, I played those when I played Red Deck. Pyroclasm effects don't go to the face. Right, okay. but if you're yeah, metagaming specifically against the fact all of the Moreland Hot decks, then don't you just win? Because... No, at... you, lose, you lose to white, uh, you lose to blue-white humans because Pyroclasm doesn't do shit against them. How do you figure? 
because they have honor of the pure and they have like big friggin' hero blade hole to punish you. Yeah. Like, I think what you're saying is a lot of just jargon, like, oh, you can hate out illusions. You can't hate out blue white Delver dot deck. Right. You can't so hate, the issue you is you need to hate you deck. listen. If you're focusing on hating out like Moorland Haunt decks, then I think that there's a really good chance that you could do very well. How do you do that? How do you hate out a Moorland Haunt deck? I just want to so, know what your definition of hating it out, because I don't think hating out a Moorland Haunt deck, like, how do you hate out Delver.deck? Because I don't think there's a way to hate that deck out. So I think it's a lot of Ratchet Bomb. I think it's a lot of Ghost Quarter. And I think it's a lot of, you know, tempo spot removal plays. So you want to play a tempo game against a tempo deck? Yeah, just and you're going to do it better with ratchet bombs and and uh, ghost quarters, is what you're saying. Listen, hold on. So <laughs> I don't uh, listen. Listen, for what it's worth, <laughs> I don't pro- uh, listen. I don't profess to have played more standard than you. Okay, um, I understand very quickly that um, there is a really good chance, like. I'm looking at I'm looking at the format as it stands right now, and I'm watching the decks that are coming through and in the top eight and continually winning at you know the Star City events, and it's you know it seems to me that they all have very similar strengths, and if you have the right cards, you can very simply destroy these decks. Um, I think you'll just wait and see that it'll happen. Um, you know, I'm not the reason. The reason I'm like telling you that this is not happening is because before I played, I'm playing guys Delver deck. I'm playing that yeah. deck, and the yeah. reason why is because I built every control deck that was in the format for the last whatever months since I was playing Solar Flare, trying to beat this deck. Okay, and the reason why you can't beat it is because it's not a deck that you can just. I was telling this to Jeff Foster because he was just driving me crazy on the last podcast. And it's not a deck that you can just be like, I got this card, I got X card, and it's going to beat this deck. Your whole deck has to, has to have a good matchup against this deck. So everything you do has to incidentally uh, interact with this deck in some way. And so, like, if you do that, you totally just become a dog to every other deck. And, like, can you run, like, even, I think, even, like, deck doesn't get there. This kid... He built a blue-black deck. All it was was kill spells and, like, Black Sun Zenith and, like, freaking, you know, that stupid enchantment that you put down, um, Curse of Death Hold. He, there's so many Illusions decks or Delverdot decks at my, at my shop. This kid got so pissed off. His win condition was, was Skeleton. What's that stupid Skeleton? Skeleton and Swords. Skeleton. Yeah, reassembly Skeletons and Swords. And then he was just, like, Mono Removal. And he still got crushed by every Delver deck. Because the time is going to come where if your deck is full of all these hate-out cards, what's going to happen is finally you're just, they're going to grind you out, and then they're going to just start Moreland Haunting, or they're going to play a friggin' uh, Midnight Haunting, and then they're going to kill you with swords. And mana leaks, or dissipates, after board. So, like, I, I don't want to proliferate the idea that, hey guys, don't worry. We're just not metagaming against this really good deck. Uh, you should just try to play every other deck until you can beat this deck. Because it's not true. This is a very good deck. And you have to hedge against it and hope to play better than the person who's playing this Delver Dot deck. 
So, between Illusions and Blue at Humans, though, there's one deck that's better than the other. I think I think it's uh, it's very draw dependent, but it, it feels like Humans has a better matchup against the new like Geist Blade or whatever decks. It feels like Blue at Humans basically just goes over the top. Well, their right? dudes like, their dudes rumble harder than your dudes, right? But you have to like you have to leave your like some people like they don't get it like they think that illusions is like humans so what they do is like what you do in the illusions mirror match is you board out the counter magic and so some people don't get that you got to leave in your counter magic against humans because the only removal you have for like hero blade hold and like um mirror crusader is your like mana leaks or your dissipates yeah and now i mean now some mage blade decks are running the uh dismembers right and, right and they're cutting down on gut shots because the human matchup yeah so like the best deck, I think, right now, like, Gindy's deck was retarded. I agree, I'm building I, it right now. As we <laughs> <do>. <laughs> like, I watched, I watched Gindy play the finals of the Star City event in Standard, and it was absolutely retarded. Like, <laughs> his, his nut draw game three was 100% the reason to play that deck. Oh, can I say something real quick about that deck? No. Sure. Uh, Jay, fuck off. Go, Jay. There's some uh, there's some artifacts in this deck, and uh, <laughs> yes. I think you talked about this on the last cast about these artifacts, uh, particularly Manalith Spike. Oh man, that's a good best You said that was uh, time. you said that was really good, right? Yeah, it's the best. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just wanted to double check. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> like, like I don't understand. Like, are you getting a sick burn on me because somebody won the softest fucking competition possible with a bad card? Like, that happens all the time. People win with bad cards all the time. Like, Soren's Vengeance is a, is also not a card. Just FYI. Everybody that keeps think... telling me that and emailing me about that and fucking just shut the fuck up about fucking Soren's Vengeance. How about that? That'd be just great. I don't think you. Understand. <laughs> I don't think you understand. Oh man, card. Chandra Blaze. Chandra Blaze. Pretty good. Wins one thing, becomes the best card ever. Champions all brewers for all time. You know there's two top eight decks with Rune Chanter Spike in them, right? Oh my god, two? That must mean it's the best. And not a niche you, card that is getting lucky at all, whatsoever. It's the you best. think the no, card the is best. just right. totally lucky, right? No, it's the best. No, I think it's the best. I think, it's, I think I was wrong, and all you guys are right, and it's the best. So I mean, you don't <laughs> things like Ponder and Gitaxian Probe and Midnight Hunting and Gutshot in your deck to charge up your rune chanter spike. It's just no, lucky. It's, the best. No, it's, it's absolutely the best card of all time. I played like like two um of those illusion decks and watched three matches uh of those illusion decks and I saw Rune Chanter Spike be very relevant in all of those matches actually. All they were it was super relevant. Yeah. That's that's yeah. In, in the format it's a good card right now. That's why. Yeah for sure. Yeah. Yeah obviously <laughs> fucking Jay. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about it being good. <laughs> what the fuck? So, so instead of Jay just admitting that he was wrong, he just gets a troll back. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, good. All right. I'll oh, it's like it. it's like Tim Tebow for sure. It's like eight and eight, and it beat the twelve and four Steelers, and it's like the best ever, and and it, it stock is just going through the roof, and and everybody loves it, and it's just the greatest, and it's relevant, and you know. Okay. All right, let me just let me clarify then. What is a good card in your mind in standard right now? 
Uh, I'm just going to say pristine talisman so we can get the trolls out of the way here. So I'm I'm actually going <laughs> to chime in and say Day of Judgment. Yeah, I think Day of Judgment is really good right now. So is Black Sun Zenith. But, I mean, that's because my meta is just full of aggro and gay garbage. <laughs> I, I, I think that's really interesting about trying to define the meta is because standard seems to be so wide open right now, it really is a local endeavor, right? Like, whatever your local meta is, you should be playing cards to combat that local meta, right? And I think that there's enough rock, paper, scissors out there right now that you can do that effectively. Um, if you want to try to use the Star City meta as your, you know, what cards I need to beat in FNM, you may Mind find yourself control. sorely disappointed. Yeah. I, I mean, Mind you, but you also, you also can't just say... Uh, you can take this this Gindy deck to any local and do well with it if you're a good player. So yeah, like, provided you're not fucking terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So like to say like you have the meta games, but then also to say you can just take these seventy five and do well with it if you're a good player, then it's kind of like it's in conflict. Well, personally, I think that Geist Blade kind of fucking is terrible against like a blue black do nothing deck. Like I I think that. I think that if you sat Gindy's deck down against, you know, a blue-black do-nothing deck, it would probably lo- probably lose, like, 90% of the time, right? Between the discard and counterspells. Well, what discard know, and, are they running? Well, I mean, you'd be running Despise, right, to get rid of Geist, and, you know, Liliana potentially to deal with this, the sack effect, and, you know, so on and so forth. I think that, you know... But I mean, I mean, you can but probably can, but, craft the blue black deck that would have a pretty good matchup against sure, Ice Blade. But, sure, but this is what I'm saying, right? Like, you need to metagame against what you're playing against. Like, there's there's no sense. You should 100% be aware of what won the Star City Games tournament or what what the random authors that most people follow are, you know, advocating in their articles. You know, because you should be aware of that and should be prepared to beat those decks. But you know, I don't think that just play, auto, you know, snap playing the deck that won the last Star City Games Open is going to guarantee you, a, you know, a 4-0 or 8-0 or whatever at your fucking FNM. Yeah, because of variance. No, no, no. Outside of variance. I mean, yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't agree yeah. with that. I just don't agree. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. I mean, sure, I put some stuff in my sideboard. Like, there's three kids who play Burning Vengeance locally, so I put, like, a couple of, you know, uh, spell bombs in my sideboard, because I know, like, I might play against these Burning Vengeance kids, you know, and the spell bombs are okay against, like, blue-black, you know, Snapcaster decks or whatever. So, like, uh, yeah, I'll metagame that way, but, like, I usually do pretty well with just taking, like, whatever is winning, going to the tournament, and just trying to play my best. Like, so you obviously just play uh, with the worst people possible or are better than everybody, right? I don't think I'm better than everybody, but I think I know that... Like, I learned these these Delver decks are all pretty much the same, so I know the timing yeah, I on it. I mean, you know the deck, you know you know you have to mana leak certain things, so you have to hold it open. You know you want to get your looter online as fast as possible. You know, you know all these things, you know? So it's just like, it makes sense to, to just keep with the... Uh, with a winning deck, which has been Delver lately. Oh, man. Why don't you just brew and, like, think for yourself, you fucking copier? <laughs> I mean, what? that's an option, right? 
Not for us why, people that want to win. Why do we keep trolling Medina on stop? I just I feel, feel bad. I feel like I've been beaten Because he down, keeps talking. <laughs> Jesus. I, we brought him you know, here to talk. You, you guys, are like, you guys are like, hey, just tell us. You guys are like, just tell us how you really feel. And then I'm like, this is how I feel. And you're like, no, you don't. And then feel he writes way. a poem. It's like, fuck, man. <laughs> and, then, and then you're like, and then I try to give you my thoughts on standard. I've been playing standard. So I'm like, yeah, well, this is what I think about standard. And you guys are like, you're an idiot. You know? Let's be it's sure. Like, let's be clear. It's not us guys. It's just Scott. <laughs> oh, my Christ. Really? No, yeah, it's not really. you, Jay. It's more you, bro. No, it isn't. Thank you. I have my quips, <laughs> but I am not talking very much. Oh, man. So I, I'm just like talking standard, and, okay, and I've been John, playing so the. What version would you recommend me to bring GP Orlando if you could pick a deck for me? Uh, I like the Gindy version, but like I'm not sure about the four equipment. Like I, I'm going to play this tomorrow, and right. like I want to see how the four equipment feel because like even with two equipment, like seeing one of those off of Delver was real annoying, and like. I don't know, sometimes I like double drawing into the sword was kind of like even Jerry went down to one sword. Right, right. So, so like, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm not sure about the equipment package, but I like. So, what did he shave off? So, so understand, understand that, you know, KYT and a fish deck equals probably pretty good. (laughs) Right? So, like, so, like, it doesn't matter what the optimal list is, you know, air quotes, optimal. So long as you give him a Cobblade type slash fish deck, he'll probably do fine. Yeah. And I think Geistblade is probably a, a step in that direction. Another thing, Dissipate. Like, he had, like, one Dissipate. I like four. So I'd probably cut those negates for Dissipates, because I don't know why those negates are there instead of Dissipates. I'm sure there's a reason, but, like, until I love that card in this day. I guess he just... I just for, I guess for just curve purposes. Yeah, I think I he like, just a wants lot of to my counter friends... equipment, right? He probably just wants to counter equipment before it hits. Right, right. Like, the interesting tech um, it, uh, that Jerry came up... Well, maybe not him, but that he started playing the cyborg is Master Thief. And I wonder if he, that's actually good or just so random, stupid idea. But uh seems to be great in the mirror, though if people are actually playing four copies of an equipment and sort of worn pieces usually well in the matchups I played, I haven't played against the Rune Shatter Spike, but in that in the Illusions decks and I played a bunch of them at the team event, mm-hmm. uh I won the mirror matches off the back of uh sort of war and peace. Uh and, and when they didn't have one. So uh, that's that was like the one card I really wanted to draw all the time. Yep. So but I don't know if not you know, Rune Shatter Spike? If all you're doing is playing fucking like mono mono Delver lists slash mono you know illusions lists, wouldn't you just want to play sort of body mind and mill them out in four attacks? And no, because they can block blue. with their they can block with their more than hot their white tokens. Yeah, oh, that's right. why the sword well, is stupid. Jay just agreed with Medina. My head exploded. I agree with Medina all the time. Just not when he opens his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) So the other thing is, um, I don't know if Master Thief is better than just O-Ring, right? Right. I think O-Ring, because these Delver decks have a hard time dealing with an O-Ring, a resolved one. What does Master Thief do? It just like steals an artifact until it dies? Comes into play, steals an artifact, yeah. Yeah, until it dies, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like that yeah, card that, rarely that, drafted. What about that Bonin Relic Warder? I've seen some people in my store playing that. Where it's like an O-ring but a guy, so you can put your... Yeah, you they're fucking terrible. You can put spikes on it and just fucking go to town rune chanting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ignore them, they're terrible. They stop stop listening to those stupid people. Just I'm not them. listening to them, I'm just seeing it in their deck list, and I'm just I thinking, think, like, yeah. wow, and then these guys are, really think for themselves, they're not following... Are, are you continually beating the shit out of them? Yeah, yeah. No, then no, but like the thing is that it. I'm beating them with a net deck, and they're think for themselves, and that makes me a piece of shit. Oh, fuck that. Holy Christ. Doing? Seriously? Okay. Number one, if people on Twitter or whatever are ruining your day because they're That's, trolling you or day, call... Stop! <laughs> if they're... Tr- this is a lesson to the public. This is nothing wrong with you. Because you're often the Why troller. Are you so happy about this? What? Because I have my sparkling artesian water-based beverage. <laughs> <laughs> and it's magical. <laughs> Yeah, no, if, if if people on Twitter are getting you down because they're being assholes, then block them or ignore them or fucking move on with your life. There's no sense to dwell on drama unless you're a drama addict, and if that's the case, fucking there's 13 steps for you. Carry on. What? All right, carry on. Carry on. Yeah. Okay, so what were we talking about? Yeah, I think, I think John was talking about something. I don't know. I was talking about that. I was talking about, uh, well, you were talking about the little relic hoarders. Oh, yeah, relic room order, yeah. Are they running in illusions? I don't know if it's illusions or blue white something or maybe it's mono white this or that. Probably well, we're just brainstorming. Blue white, we're just brainstorming. Probably blue white for yourselfers, right? We're just brainstorming. <laughs> oh man, we're brewing up some coffee. Some I like coffee. I like to brew, but like when something's good, you you can't just you know you can't just ignore that fact. You know, I oh. like to brew, but I also like to win magic games. You know, man, it's a it's a fine line you got to walk there on that pike. It's real fine. <laughs> it's a it's a thin pike that you walk along. I'm gonna think... win the GP with a with Runechander's pike. <laughs> Do you I mean, understand? You, I'll, I'll fucking I'll get a Runechander's pike piercing in my dick. Okay. <laughs> you guys you understand have to why? You know what? You know what? I would probably pay for that and <laughs> yeah, then take pictures it. of it. It's been done. You have to get you have to win it too. You can't like you can't like win against Burton Cheaty or come in second against Burton Cheaty. And then he gets DQ'd, you get... <laughs> you have to straight up solid LSV that bitch. <laughs> yeah. So, is there a better option than Runechanter's Pike? Oh, no. Nope, it's the best Yes. Player. Sword of War and Peace, period, in the story. What if, oh, there's, what if there's room for both, like Gimme did? Sorry, what? What if there's room for both, like Gimme did? Feast and Famine. Feast and Famine is better than Runechanter's Pike. Well, yeah, either that or body and mind. Like I said, if your meta is entirely illusions and blue white, then uh, you might as well, you know, if you're gonna beat half of them with sword with war and peace, you might as well beat the other half with body and mind. Yeah, I don't know, man. Could be. Body mind is it. interesting, though. What about yeah. batter skull? That's not a card anymore. You're gonna cast well, a batter skull in illusions. You're running like yeah. twenty lands. <laughs> oh, are you okay? Yeah. I don't know what the fuck. Why well, you? Are, this is, yeah, this you, is you really are playing a draft deck. Is what you're telling me. Seriously, no oh, lie. God. Yep, <laughs> yep. You gotta give it a try, Jay. Maybe. I gotta give it a try. I gotta play a fucking, <laughs> for for F and M. I gotta play like a draft deck champion? for fun. I mean, yeah, no, I am. <laughs> I don't know. Can you cross? Can you cross pollinate with a fucking format? <laughs> even though you're the limited champion, is that a thing? Can you do that? Can you gene splice? Can you gene splice? <laughs> Yeah, if you play a deck, you, you Are these it. things? Okay. 
<laughs> oh man, this is the that worst. just seems insane to me. Like you, you draft your Moreland Haunts and you draft some fucking or the best in some, some midnight <laughs> hauntings. You draft some Delvers. You draft some fucking twenty lands in there from the little fucking the beat up little land box from your to. <laughs> you fucking you roll on that shit, man. You roll. You tell me, KYT, is this pure gold? <laughs> <laughs> this is pure gold. But I'm still stuck on the body and mind thing, because I actually think it might... Because one of the reasons that Jerry doesn't like guys as much and is because they can just chum block with either a bear or um, yeah. a snapcaster mage. And yeah. Jerry said that it's basically like a three... He wants more out of a three mana card than to deal four damage to a guy's face. Well, and holy so. shit! Scotty Max on page with Jerry T. Fucking mark the date. What happened to that guy? Why isn't that guy on the Why isn't that guy on the show anymore? We gotta We gotta get him back. Like the last time we talked to him was when he was like winning GP Nashville or something. When was that? Like 2008? What the fuck? Are you sure you want to have him on, dude? He he's like works for Star City now, dude. You know what? Jerry T transcends labels, okay, bro. Well, that and Star City doesn't actually listen to our podcast. Don't kid yourself. Oh man. You would be surprised, bro. Hmm. Then again, if they did have Morling Haunt in play and you just keep milling creatures, like, you'll just jump block all day. I guess. Yeah, but then that requires, like, two mana, right? right. But, so that'll, that will allow your, well, three lands, right? Right. In a 20 land deck. So that will also then allow your uh, Sword of War and Peace guy to get through and deal more damage. Or, or my 4 4 Angel, right? So. That too. Yeah, but isn't, like, the point of putting Runechanter's Pike on a Geist that you don't care if they block with a bear or, like, a Snapcaster because it just gets first striked out? True. So, like, that's the thing. It's, like, you still get them from four in the air, you first strike their guy, and, uh... Right, but then, see, you, you also... We talk about incidental value. You acquire incidental value through sort of body and mind against Wolfram. Yeah, but Wolfram is not a bad matchup. That's pretty easy. Is that even still a deck? <laughs> Holy fuck. They don't play the last until, time like, you saw Wolfram get played. Holy. You're just like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to mana leak your dude and then kill you. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't need a sword of body mind to be a Wolfram. No, but it's incidental value. Yeah, it's You make that matchup even better. It's all incidental value. Like, you don't have any real value in running it, right? The other alternative is you could play, uh, you know, Sword of Body Mind, which is really good against every single deck that Willie G. My Prez happens to be brewing up these days. <laughs> oh. What the fuck? So, you know, you could throw that out there, too. Shout out to Willie so G. If, well, you said it, not me. <laughs> oh, so are you guys... Are you guys uh, what what are you playing in standard? I didn't. I don't think I asked you, Jay. I asked you, but I don't think you answered me. Uh, I think because some drunken loudmouth interrupted. Eat my ass. Carry on and answer the question. <laughs> uh, right now I'm playing pristine control, uh, and it's doing good. I win FNMs and you know four won them, and that's fine for me right now. Nobody seems to be doing anything with it. And like our meta, like I said, is always like I played blue black do nothing before, and it performed well too because I made a call on some on some slots. Uh, to go against aggro, like our our meta is always and and very aggro heavy. So I mean, playing four Day of Judgment, 
and Kitty Cannons works really well. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Um, so yeah, so I mean, I'm playing that. Like, I mean, it's it's fine. I'm not under any like weird thoughts that you know it like this is like that pristine talisman's the best card in standard or some shit. Like, I'm not an idiot, right? But. <laughs> But it's, I mean, it's good in the matchups I have. Like, the other day I was playing against, uh, this guy was playing Red Deck Wins, and it was a fair, fairly good Red Deck Wins. I saw him, he had some interesting card choices he was trying out. Like, he was brewing up some stuff that was, you know, interesting. And, uh, and yeah, it was just like, Pristine Talisman, go. And he's like, yep, well, I guess I just have to overextend into your Pristine Talisman. And then I'm like, yeah, Day of Judgment four times. Like, I just have, I just have backup for days. Yeah, you know, I, guess so I, I like the deck. I just I like I think it's good, and you know, whatever. Some people I don't. Some for, people do. For Scotty, it probably it, it, it's, he's probably right about like the local thing. I guess that locally, my all of the players that I play locally all play like actual decks. Most of them, you know what I mean. So like, illusion like net is decks. Just, do you mean? Yeah, like decks that are performing at tournament level. Yeah. So like, no, I mean like, my, all my all my players do too. They're just, they just all, like, it's very aggro-central. So how Instead are you of, like, casting, like, a bunch of Day of Judgments? Like, doesn't that get mana leaked or, like... Yeah, yeah, sometimes it does, but, like, my deck also has mana leaks in it. Yeah, but yeah. if you're going to day... Yeah, no, 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 but it, hold on. So Pristine Control, because it's my standard deck of choice, too, has enough counter magic and whatnot to be able to slow the tempo enough that... If you get mana leaked on your day of judgment, you just cast the second one in your hand and you're still not dead. And like I'm not saying that it's awesome against illusions. I mean illusions is its but like in my experience, my illusion worst matchup. Is it's worst matchup. Easily easily it's worst matchup. Oh, okay. But I'm just but it's good against other aggro. It's good against sometimes you know, I mean I t- I've taken if I've if I've lost against illusions, I've always taken it to three games. And they've always been close games, not like three easy yeah. matchups or anything, right? Like I'm just saying, you know. That's what I play. Yeah. And before that, it was Blue Black Do Nothing, because that was when Illusions wasn't around. And I don't know what Blue Black Do Nothing would be good or bad against Illusions. Um, but, I mean, I really liked the deck at the time. And again, you know, heavy aggro meta, that's what you play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if, uh, just to me, like, if I see someone play a Dark Slick Shores, I just do a fist pump under the table, because it's just like, this is going to be super easy. <laughs> like, and then if they play, like, a Plains or something, I'm just like, oh my gosh, bye. Like, they're playing an Esper deck, and, like, they're going to be stumbling on mana and trying to draw, like, Day of Judgments and stuff. This is going to be awesome. No, wait, didn't you hear that Liliana's a $70 card because Solar Flare's the best deck in the format? Wait, wait, where have you been? Writing Star City articles or something? Dude, that was back in the day, bro. It's not like that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, I don't know. I I like this. I'm going to play this Geist Blade. I can't wait, dude. It's going to be sick. I have a little crush on Geist. Isn't that what Nina's been playing for, like, a year? Yep. Yeah, and you know what? Because of our local meta, she's decided to main deck four fucking grand ab- grand uh, abolishers. That's yeah. the one. That's happening in our meta too. I've seen like some people have just been started like main decking abolishers, and that's really annoying. Like you can't, especially like pristine control. Pristine control. That's actually like if they resolve that, you you lose probably. Like you have to draw a day of judgment, and they can't have counter backup. Like you can't you can't do anything against grand abolisher at all. Yeah. Did you guys notice that Geist is seen playing Legacy? No. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. yeah. So listen, we're going to call this a show soon. Do you want to talk about your Legacy tournament this weekend, and then we'll go to shoutouts? Who, me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I played Vintage. Well, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I played Vintage uh, at the Mean Deck Open in Columbus, and Vintage is friggin' insane. So, I mean, you could cast... I played a list called Bomberman, and uh, do you guys want to know what the list does, or do you want me to... Yeah, go! Okay. So I don't know anything about Vintage, so it'd be great if you could actually tell me that. Okay, so Bomberman, I heard the name of this deck, and I've always wanted to play it just because of the name, because I used to love that game, Bomberman. So, so good on SNES. Like, without yeah, question. Yeah. Just insane. That game is ridiculous. So, <laughs> so I heard people say, like, oh, yeah, I'm playing Bomberman. Like, when I first got into Vintage, I'm like, what the hell is that? So they were talking about, yeah, man, I just cast my Trinket Mage, and I went and got my Spell Bomb, and blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, man, Trinket Mage must be Bomberman, right? Because he looks like Bomberman, doesn't he? Yep. Yeah, so, well, Trinket Mage isn't Bomberman. It turns out that Oriox Salvager is Bomberman. And the reason why is because this is what Oriox Salvager does. It's a four drop, three mana, a three colorless, and a white. And it's a two four that has an ability that you pay a white and a colorless, and you can return an artifact uh, that costs one or less from your graveyard to your hand. Okay? So what you basically do with this deck is you cast the Black Lotus, and then you crack it for white mana, and then you return the Black Lotus. And then you do that over and over again until you have infinite mana, right? But you can't say infinite because people are douchebags. They're like, no, you can't say infinite. Pick a number. So you just be like, well, 50 million of each color. So you have 50 million of each color mana. And then you just use a spell bomb to draw your whole deck. And so you just crack the spell bomb over and over again, draw your whole deck, and then you like play a Blightsteel Colossus and then play Time Lock and kill them. Oh, I see. So, so that's the deck. Or you can tinker Blightsteel and kill them. And so, like, my innovation on the deck was I added a Consecrated Sphinx and I added a Reanimate. Which apparently is unreal because nobody plays Swords of Pleasures in Vintage. Yeah, nobody plays any creature removal. It's mostly just, like, artifact removal and, like, Hurts Recall and, like, this kind of stuff. So if you actually, like, you could just, like, mana drain their Jace. So they're, like, Jace, you're, like, mana drain. So next turn you get four colorless mana, you just tap two islands and you're like Consecrated Sphinx. And if that resolves, you just win the game. Well, because you still have mana at that point then for a mana drain back or a counterspell back, plus force of will potentially. Yeah, mana drain... So like this really good chance you're going to resolve that Sphinx. Yeah, exactly. Or Flusterstorm is real huge in Vintage. So you're like Sphinx, they're like force of will, you're like force of will. So now you have a storm of like already uh, three. And then, then they're just like, okay, I'll manage your forcible, and then you're like, Flusterstorm. Blowout. Like, you, you nice. just six storm. You hit the counter at six times, you know? Yeah. So, so that's what I played, and um, I went 3-3. I lost to Steve Menendian. You guys might have heard of him. Never. Uh, never. <laughs> <laughs> so, for what it's worth, I have a Thrun the Last Troll signed by Tom Martell that says, <laughs> fuck you, Steve. Really? Yeah, it's fucking awesome. I troll Steve a lot, um, and I think it's hilarious. But you know, like meeting him and like hanging out with him, he's a pretty decent guy. Like he doesn't. He, I had no qualms with him. He was a, he was running the tournament, so he was like a gracious host, you know. And uh, so yeah, and no problems with him. He did beat me. We went to three games, and he beat me in the third game. Um, then I lost to uh, Brian Demars. You know that guy, right? Nope. He writes for, I've heard the na- heard the name. Don't actually know. Yeah, him. he writes a vintage column for Star City. So this is a this is the best. This is my donk story of the night. Okay, everyone's gonna laugh at me for this. So we sit down. Brian Demars 
sits there and he's like, um, I don't know if this is legal or whatever, but he tells me, hey, do you guys, do you want to do a price? Do you want to do a price split? And I'm like, a price split? Like, we're not even in the top eight. Like, but if either of us win, we might top eight. I might top eight, but if he wins, he's definitely top eighting. Okay. So I'm like, he's like, do you want to do a price split? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't really know what that means. Like, cause we're not even top eight. He's like, well, basically means that if either of us top eight, then whatever we win, we just split with the other person. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I've oh, seen yeah, that happen before, yeah. 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 I'm like, that seems fine. Like, sure. So like, I went into kind of like friend mode. Right. Cause I'm just like, well, he offered price split. That's cool. Like, we're just chilling. We're playing some vintage, right? So he sh- he mulls, and he goes, there's a blight steel in my hand, so I have to mulligan, right? And so, like, obviously you don't want the blight steel in your hand because you want to tinker it. So he says, uh, yeah, there's a blight steel in my hand, so I got a mulligan. And I said, I go, you know what? Funny thing, there's a blight steel in my hand, too. So I flip my blight steel over, right? And I'm like, see, it's right there. And he just, he kind of smiles. And he's like, well, I hope you have a thirst for knowledge, right? And like, I kept the hand because I had a vamp tutor and like a lot of other business. And I'm like, ah, I don't really need the blight steel. I can always just like thirst it away later, or I can like jace it back to my library and fetch or whatever. So, um, so he's like, all right, I'll keep this hand. And I'm like, all right. So I go into game mode, like just snap into game mode, right? So I'm like, yeah, underground C, go, end your turn, vamp tutor. And I go and get a tinker because, like, that's just like my my when I have a mox, another land, and and I can just tinker the mox next turn. I'm like, yeah, totally gonna win this game because I have force of will backup. So I go, okay, go get my tinker with my vamp tutor, and I didn't tell him obviously. And he's like, okay, he's like, that's fine. So I untap, play my mox, play my land, tap, sack the mox, tinker for blightsteel colossus, right? So I start searching my deck, and I'm like, oh crap. Because he's like, yeah, it resolves. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm like, I can't believe he's letting this resolve. You know, I'm going to get a Blightsteel class and I have Force back. I'm like, I'm going to crush him. So, like, I start looking. There's no Blightsteel in my deck, obviously, right? It's in my freaking hand. And I just felt like the biggest idiot. Because not only, like, not only could I have played the whole, like, oops, like, uh, you know, didn't want to get my Blightsteel, have a different plan. Because I already showed him before the game that it was in my hand. So, like, when he saw me t- casting Tinker, he was probably, like, just his mind was probably blown. He was probably just, like, what is he going to get? So, I, like, sheepishly pull out my Black Lotus, and I'm just like, yeah, Tinker for Black Lotus. Totally have this uh, Blightsteel in my hand. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, I lose, obviously. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God, Medina. The, yeah, that was the worst. And then the next game, I Tinkered and actually had the Blightsteel and killed him. And then the third game, uh, he killed me with a Mystic Remora, which was just the the worst. It was like the biggest beating in Magic. Uh, yeah, that's that that card's pretty good in Commander, let alone Vintage. Yeah, yeah, it was sick because he's like turn one Mystic Remora, and I'm like, okay, like I don't feel good about that, but that's fine. And then <laughs> you're like Black Lotus, Mox, Mox, yeah. Land. <laughs> you're like, oh well, I guess I'll just draw these three game breaking cards. Well, I had uh, three or four lands, so I was just my plan was to only counter his spells until he couldn't pay for the Mystic Remora. So, like, I'm just like land go, and then he just kept going land go and paying for the Mystic Remora, and then he played a sort of feast and famine, which I was yeah. like, oh, this is gonna get out of hand. So I had to mana drain it. But like, by the time the Mystic Remora went away, he paid thirteen on it, and he had a freaking grip of seven, and I had like one card in hand. 
And then he's just like, yeah, I guess this Mr. Gamora can go away. And he just bends it. And I'm like, yeah, my one card to your grip. I think I lose. So, yeah, I lost. And then uh, he top eight it. And we got to split $27. Because he lost in top eight. Mm. Yeah. Man, that's pretty sweet. I love well, $27. Anti-clim- it was anticlimactic because it was like $13 I got. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was my vintage tournament. It's a, it's a really fun format. You can do whatever you want. Um, yeah, it's pretty sick. I got to play with all my all my power nine, and uh, it was a seventy. You can have seventy five proxies at the tournament, and I had zero, so that felt good. Seventy five proxies. Yeah, uh, Ari Lax showed up. He had seventy five proxies, and like literally, he had like like uh, island drawn on mountains. That's hilarious. <laughs> Just to be a smartass. So Isn't like, 75 proxies your entire deck? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. You can have a You whole can play in a tournament with no deck. Yeah. This is that advantage tournament. Yep. Seems good. Yeah. This is sick. Doesn't make any fucking sense to me. You don't like that? No, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, you could, you could have 75. Like, I understand. 10, 20. It's, 75. It's no barrier to entry. 75? Like, why? why? We're playing Mental Magic? We're playing Magic Online? Free magic online doesn't mean well, playing cockatrice, cockatrice magic. I mean, you write like you know, you just write on the card so you know what it is. Oh, this is a funny. This is a funny thing that happened. So I'm playing this guy. He's playing like a like some kind of weird like Esper control like time vault key deck or whatever. And so he thought he's me. We go back and forth. We're just grinding this attritiony game out, right? So finally, I go. Um, he's out of cards, and I have I draw a card. Up. This is my only card. And I'm like, Consecrate Sphinx. And then he's like, looks at me, looks at the Consecrate Sphinx, and he goes, is that real? And I said, yeah, it's real. He goes, no, I mean, is that a proxy? Like, is that a proxy of another card? I'm like, no, it's a Consecrate Sphinx. It's foil in Japanese. Like, I'm not going to proxy on my foil in Japanese Consecrate Sphinx. And he's just like, okay, it resolves. And then I just said <laughs> So we were getting a bunch of uh, looks for the Consecrated Sphinx. Because uh, Ben Weinberg was also playing Consecrated He was playing my, my list, basically. And so he plays, he's like, in the you know top eight, he plays Consecrated Sphinx, and the guy goes, what is that? And he's like, Consecrated Sphinx. And the guy goes, what does that do? <laughs> and then Ben's like, well, every time you draw a card, I get a draw two. And the guy's like, force of will. <laughs> like, I did not like that. <laughs> yeah. Snap no, sir. Yeah. Snap no. So, uh, so yeah, that was a it was a fun tournament. Pretty, uh, pretty crazy. So, um, are you looking to get into you know uh, vintage on a permanent basis, or just something that you were having fun with, or like where are you at with this? I used to play vintage uh, when I lived in Vermont. So, like, I've played a handful of vintage tournaments. So, I like vintage. If I could play it more, I would. And so, like. As soon as I see another vintage tournament, I'm going to go to it. That's that's in driving distance, you know. I really like the format, so it's fun. Sweet. It's just like you think like it's so funny because I'm gonna I'm gonna use Steve Indian's column name here. He has this column, or used to have this column, like me. <laughs> um, he, has, he has this column. And it's called "So Many Insane Plays," and it's a perfect description of vintage because there's just so many crazy things that happen. You think somebody's gonna win. Like, I see him, like, I was, like, just standing watching the match. And, like, this guy plays a soul ring, right? So Steve's like, 
mental misstep to Sol Ring. The guy's like, force of will, your mental misstep. And then Steve's like, force of will, your force of will. And then the guy's like, mental misstep, your mental misstep. And then Steve's like, flusterstorm, everything. And then I'm just like, <laughs> and I'm just like, wait a second. Like, why are they fighting over a soul ring, right? I'm like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. They both empty their hands against a soul ring. So, like, I whispered to the guy, I'm like, why are we fighting over a soul ring? And he's like, I don't know. Like, the guy, the, the other guy watching, <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? So what turned out, hap- what, what, what the deal was, is the guy had a mana vault in play, and it was tapped, and he was at one life. So he had to play the soul ring so that he could untap the mana vault and not die. Oh, Jesus Christmas. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just crazy. It's just crazy stuff like that. It's just happening in Vintage. So, so yeah, I like, I like the format. It's uh, uh, not like some people think that it's like just like turn one kills like over and over again. But it's really, it's really not. It's pretty interactive. It's good. So uh, do you have any scumbag stories for us this week? Scumbag stories. Well, I used to work for this website, and come on, you have to tell us some scumbag stories about the inner workings of Star City Games. You don't have to badmouth like people that work there and shit. But there's got to be some asshole that worked there, some piece of shit garbage motherfucker that you you know that you just weren't talking about because of X, Y, and Z, and now you don't have them variables. Did I tell you about uh, the guy who called me a scumbag? No, to probably. My face? All kind of to my face? No. I didn't we hear about this on Twitter earlier? Yeah, didn't you say Smitty did it? <laughs> no, 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 not Smitty. Uh, Noah Schwartz. No, no, no. What? No, it wasn't Noah Schwartz. It was Ben Schwartz. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I was going to say, like, Shortstack said what? No, no, it was, uh, yeah, it was uh, Ben Schwartz. Did I tell you guys about that? No, and what's his Twitter name? Yeah, okay, so this is what happened. I guess this is kind of a scumbag story. So... Um, I'm at the SCG Invitational, and I'm loaning out, like, a ton of cards, because people are all coming up to me, Medina, do you have this? Medina, do you have that? Right? So I'm just sitting there loaning out cards, and there's this guy, this random guy, which I didn't know who he was at the time. He's sitting with Ari Lax, right? And Craig Wesco walks by, and he stands up and yells across the, the room to Craig Wesco. He goes, Craig, your financial articles were garbage. And Craig Wesco turns around, and he's just like, uh, okay, like, whatever. So he just keeps walking, and then the guy's like, but you know what? At least you're not a scumbag. And Craig's <laughs> just, like, kind of, like, cracking a little bit of a smile. He's just like, okay, he just keeps, he's walking this whole time past him, right? And then he turns, the guy, Ben Schwartz, turns around, looks down the table at me, and he goes, at least you're not a scumbag like this guy. And, like, I heard it, like, out of the corner of my ear, and I'm just, like, I turn around and look at him, I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, I said, at least he's not a scumbag like you. I'm like, you're talking to me? And he's like, yeah, I'm talking to you. And I'm like, I'm like, who are you? And then he's like, you don't know who I am? And I'm like, (laughs) I I don't know who you are. And he's like, you wrote about me in one of your articles, and I'm like, I don't remember. I'm like, who are you? What's your name? And then he's like, He's like, and just like walked away. And I'm just like, who the hell was that guy? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. And, and then someone's like, well, well, who did you write about in your articles? I'm like, I don't know, dude. So turns out later in the tournament, freaking this guy comes up, this guy, this, I heard about this two times by different people, okay? So he comes up to somebody 
who th- he thinks is Jonathan Medina, right? From the back, because you know how people are watching matches and stuff. And he just starts trolling the shit out of me, right? Like saying, Jonathan Medina, you're a scumbag, like blah, blah, just talking behind this guy's back, right? So the guy turns around, turns out it's Pete Huffling. No oh, Jesus Christmas. And Pete's like, come here, I want to talk to you. And so he pulls him aside, and uh, I don't know what's, what's said. I guess he gave him a talking to or something, or I have no idea. <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, that's what happened with the, uh, with the Ben, Ben Schwartz. And, uh, Fuck. Yeah, Markson told me who it was. Markson. Markson. Yeah, he looked him up <laughs> on Facebook. He's like, is this the guy? I'm like, yeah, that's the guy. <laughs> Good old Markson. I'm like, Mark, I need you to send him a message. <laughs> you know what I learned from Mark's son? What's that? That apparently Sharpies come off with vodka and rum. Oh man, did you listen to that podcast? <laughs> oh, did I? Did you listen to the artwork that that Mary, Mary? It's Mary Jacobson, right? Yep, Dicks on Dicks. Yep. Oh, I listened to all three episodes of ep- all, all three portions of episode. I was 19. in horror. I was in horror. You were in horror? Are you kidding me? This, this podcast is insane. It's just insane, man. It's it's actually a train wreck. <laughs> have but, you, have uh... you listened to KYT? <laughs> no, I haven't. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Like, you know, this is just, it is a real train wreck. And it is like the most insane stuff that you ever hear on a magic podcast. Yeah. It's literally just like imagine how drunk I possibly could be, multiply it by twenty, and then like remove the filter from three men. It's it's exactly what we're talking about. It's insane. Um I'm actually so Medina and I are going to try to get out to Cincinnati for SCG Cincinnati. Um and J Cal said that I could stay at his place, so there will likely be insane podcasting happening that weekend if I end up going. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be sick. Yeah, I definitely want to hang out with you guys. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. They might sucker me on to another episode of The Bridge. <laughs> Even though it's, like, totally, you know, insane. <laughs> well, listen, if it was good enough for fucking Samstad over New Year's, and, like, Samstad completed the Edward Forty Hands Challenge, like, I would never fuck with that man. Ever. I mean... It's kind of like that dirty old uncle, you know? Like, (laughs) you're always kind of uncomfortable around him. You definitely don't want your kids around him. But, like, he's accepted as part of the family. That's what the bridge is to the, like, MTG podcasting family. Here I thought you were trying to compare the dirty uncle to Sam Stodd, and I'm like, oh my god, here we go. No, 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 I'm not going to do that. Sam Stodd's a good guy. (laughs) All right, cool. (laughs) Yeah. I don't have any hate to spew tonight, unfortunately. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be pretty sick. I'm I'm legitimately gonna try to get out to Cincinnati for that weekend. It's gonna be pretty crazy. I don't know what the hell I'm gonna play for fucking standard. What would stop I'm, you from coming out? Um, just timing and dollars. If it's dollars, dude. <laughs> don't worry I'll about dollars, know. bro. Whoa, if, man! Listen, dollars is stopping me from going too. If if it's dollars, <laughs> listen, Medina. If it's dollars, I'll let you know. It's oh, always yeah. stopping me. Dollars is always stopping me. Yeah, I know. But like, that's always well, my issue is dollars. Well, like I figure it this way, right? I would like, pay for I, all you guys, but I just got fired from my writing gig. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I have to. Now I have to handle outside of Kroger. To just like every other Mexican. 
I just yeah to to get money to feed my twelve kids, oh, and Jesus. you know, in my drug habit. I mean, it's, yeah. it's really tough. I uh, I figure that you know, like I can stay at Jake House Place, so I don't have to worry about dollars for you know where I'm staying. Um, but it's just a matter of the flight, so I need to figure out what it's going to cost and if I can get away from the wife. And if that's the case, then uh, I don't think there's much stop me from going. Yeah, man. Maybe Legit MTG can do some sponsoring. Well, you know, we would love it if Legit MTG would sponsor, you know, some some episodes of our podcast or some of our endeavors. That'd be pretty sick. So we should definitely have some off-air comments about yeah, that. Yeah, off-air. We don't want yeah, all these off-air. dirty listeners listening to us negotiate. <laughs> yeah, like Joel yeah. Nidri. Dude, Joel, shout out to Joel Nidri. That guy is a, is a, he's a soldier, man. He's a captain. Captain of the Army of Twitter. Captain of your army of Twitter. He's, he's <laughs> off the hook, man. <laughs> yeah. I think he listens and, to you guys still, right? No, I don't think so. Only when you say that you're coming on. No, no. He did listen to the last episode. Yeah. It's always really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he did. Shit. Hell froze over after. Shout out to Oh, man. Anyways, so in that that being the case, let's move on to shoutouts. Like we've had a really long night ahead of us, and Kyle is like, we're already at two oh five. It's all been legit. Kyle's gonna fucking rape us in prison. It's gonna be terrible. So let's just move on to shoutouts. Kyle, clean this up, man. Make this no, sound no. much better than it's train not, wreck. No, Kyle, Kyle makes it sounds sounds all sexy. I know he like does. This, Oh, yeah. by the way, shout out to Kyle for the the, the work he did on last episode when <laughs> when uh, when Jay was talking about broing it up with KYT and that music started playing. I just felt <laughs> lost at work. <laughs> I uh, I actually haven't heard that yet. I don't know. Jay doesn't actually listen to any podcast that he's part of. Oh, he's missing out. So and, I mean, I guess I'm gonna have to listen to that now. Yeah, and shout out to the uh, to Public Enemies podcast and their Christine Sprinkle episode. That episode was was uh, awesome. You paused. You totally paused before the word. <laughs> I'm just uh, pulling the Jay Rune Ch- Ch- Chanter's prank. Uh, you know, right. thing. it's it's the That's best fair. episode ever. Okay. Well, uh, so yeah, so shout out to John for joining us this evening, and uh, for trying, you know, for withstanding all of our. Uh, attempts Jeeps. to try to to try to have you unleash the Kraken, as it were, you know, about <laughs> this whole Star City endeavor. Um, you know, you you held it together, and that's fine. Um, shout out to the bridge, uh, who's provided me with uh, unyielding entertainment today. Uh, shout out to J. Cal um, for supposedly, or maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Uh, spending many evenings with Mary Jacobson, and that's totally for you, J.K.L. You're on. Um, shout out to my darling wife for supporting my drunk ass tonight, and uh, shout out to you guys for you know allowing us to have a podcast on this evening uh, where normally we wouldn't. Woo woo woo! The whistles go woo woo. Yep, that's the sound of the John, police. John, why don't you take it away, sir? It's all the decoration. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so shout out, I got a shout out to uh, StarCityGames.com for uh, <laughs> hosting my articles for um, as long as I wrote them. Uh, thanks, it was awesome. Peace out to you, Star City. Um, shout out to you guys for uh, 
providing me with lots of entertainment to listen to all of your wonderful podcasts. I like, you know, I just, I miss your guys' voice when I don't get to hear uh, the A-Team. And I we love you. Yeah, I've always said it, man. Like, being on the A-Team is, like, way better than listening to it because I get to hear it, like, firsthand. <laughs> Even if you guys are, like, berating the shit out of me, I still love it, you know? <laughs> you love it? Come on. I love it. <laughs> he loves it. You're dying. You're dying. Pure gold. Oh, this has just been pure gold. Um, out of control. So, shout out to you guys. Shout out to Joel Nidri. He's helping me. I'm selling my Moto collection. So, he's helping me price. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. We want to talk about that. Okay, what Hold do you want to talk about? Hold the phone. So, like, you're selling your entire Moto collection? Uh, everything but the common and uncommons. Because I figure when I come back to play it, like, once they get their interface, like, in check, because it's a piece of shit right now. Um,. Then I'll have my commons and uncommons, and I can just buy whatever rares I want and then play. Okay. So you are not currently part of the beta? No. Okay. Have you spoken with anyone that's part of the beta? No. I don't have pool like that anymore because I don't write for Star City, so I'm pretty much irrelevant. <laughs> apparently, apparently Jesse has the beta. Ugh. So it's worth, uh, you know, burying the hatchet and asking him about it. I did bear it. Um, we're, we're like lovers now, me and Jess. Okay. We, okay, we, so wow. long as the Slurpees stay clean. Have you? Do you have the beta? No, I don't. Have you played it? No. It, have you heard it's good? I've heard it's much better. Because I maybe don't want to sell my collection, then if it's yeah. going to actually be, like, so, functional. So I think that what I would recommend you do is, quite honestly, and there's been many people that have retweeted my initial tweet, but... You really need to consider, like, renting out decks to people. That's just such a pain in the ass that I don't want to, like, maintain. Like, how much can I get for a deck? Let's say you want a modern deck for, like, a PTQ. What what would you give me to, to rent that? It depends on if you would do collateral or not. Like, it depends on if you would be taking a deposit in terms of damage. I would obviously take a deposit, I guess, right? Because if I don't well, take how a much deposit, would it be? someone's just going to jack me. How much would it be? I don't know. I don't know. Well, that therein lies the value the rub. of the deck. The value of the deck would be the deposit. therein lies the rub. So I think that if you were to take like anywhere from randomly one to ten percent of the deck value, you would be an idiot. What the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? You could make it ten. You can make it five. Depends on the person. Like yeah, if I were to, if I were to take a deposit, what I would really do is just take their credit card information. Yeah. And then... no, you take it in tickets. No, I would just take their credit card information, and then I would bill them when they return the deck. Or if they don't return the deck, then I would just bill them for the full amount. Yeah, we don't always have the luxury of being, you know, like online retailers with access to those sorts of tools. Well, then you just don't get to rent a deck. Well, that's fine. You don't have a credit card? No, you misunderstand. We don't all have the capacity to process a credit card payment. Yeah, but I can. And Medina's the one that's doing it. No, and that's fine. What are you talking about, bro? Are you drunk? You're out of your mind. <laughs> oh, my God. Wasn't Christ. this a shout-out? What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> no, I'm shouting out happened. right now. No, 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 no. We're it's fine, it's rent, fine. Rent deck rent. No, I'll, no, you, you, were asking in, you were asking the question in general, and all I'm saying is that not everybody in general has the capacity to take a random credit card payment. You do. I think it's probably fair. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that if if we're trying to establish a precedent about deck rentals, 
you know, not everybody could process a credit card payment. So maybe we need to explore alternative, you know, methods of payment. That's all I'm getting at. I see. Yeah, what I would say to people who want to rent debts and can't process a credit card payment to uh, get that functionality. Yeah, probably fair. So, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, so you would give, you would pay 10% to rent the deck? Um, yeah, it's probably fair. Well, no, see, that's a lot. Um, you'd probably want to put like 10% of a deposit down without question. So how much would you pay to rent the deck? Like that's the brass, that's the brass tax of it, right? Like, I guess, and, and what would the time period be? Like, would it be a day? If you rent the deck for a day, how much is it going to cost you? Um, that's a really good question, I guess. Uh, what it might come down to is the overall value of the deck. Like, you would probably want to say, I'd, I'd be content with, with, like, 50 bucks. Yeah, well, that would be 10% of a $500 deck. Right, but what if you're renting a $1,000 deck? Then you probably would have to pay 100 Yeah, that would seem like a lot. Well, doesn't paying $1,000 for the deck seem like a lot? <laughs> yeah, it would. Yeah, I don't. Need, I just don't know if there's any any like room for this business model. You know, like the other thing I thought about doing, and this is something I could talk with KYT off offline about. But I thought about loading the cards out to people who make moto videos for certain websites, and then have them put a legit MTG logo on the on the moto videos. Yeah, that's not bad either. That allows you to pimp your own business while still, you know, maintaining some measure of revenue. Yeah, so, like, that's what I would, like, that would be, like, an ex a nice little exchange. And, uh, you know, people need cards to make moto videos, so maybe that could be an option. But probably what's really going to happen is I'm just going to get too impatient to, like, write up business models for all this stuff, and I'm just going to sell it. Yeah, it's too bad. Because, like, if I sell this moto collection, I'm looking at, like, at the very least, like, $6,000. Yeah. Yeah, six grand is no small amount of chump change. I don't care how much money you make. Yeah, so I mean, like, it's just like a moto collection I don't play or $6,000. Yeah. Like, it's probably fair. And your wife probably, you know, would desire some measure of that in terms of monetary attention. We talked about it, and uh, she will not see a penny. <laughs> she won't see a dime of that? No. You're fucking a terrible husband. I'm an awesome husband. Like, you must have either, like, a 14-inch cock or a silver tongue that, like, would <laughs> define the ages. Because if your wife isn't demanding even a piece of that six grand in monetary, you know, recompense, Jesus Christ, man, what are you doing? I'm just like, I, I told her that, look, I, she gets my whole paycheck. You know? Okay, if she gets your whole paycheck otherwise, then that's fine. Yeah, she gets my whole paycheck, like, I mean, she can do whatever she wants with that. Like, I, yeah. it goes direct deposit in the bank. I never see a dime of that. I don't know where it goes. <laughs> I don't know what we have. Like, all I, right, you know. So, like, I just use all my all my fun stuff. Just comes right on my magic fund, and like my, you know, I've been using that to fund legit MTG, and you know, six rand is pretty nice to to be buying some collections and stuff with me. That's fair. That's fair. You know. All right. Well, you can buy my bulk off me for you know like. Five dollars per hundred or something like that, right? Uh, five thousand, five dollars per thousand, maybe. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, 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 that's what I meant. All right, good. 
Sick. So, any, oh, anyone wait, else? I didn't get to finish my shoutouts, man. Yeah, I was just gonna see. I was just leading into that. Anyone else you want to shout out? <laughs> so, um, let's see. I shout out to you guys, right? Shout out to Joel yep. Nidri. Shout yep. out to the SCG. Um, let me give a shout out to my legit MTG guys. Um, yep. Jake and uh, Jr. Uh, so those guys have been really awesome. I really appreciate the help they've been giving, and uh, they've just been really um, pumping it up. Shout out to my Twitter followers who are still with me, even though I'm irrelevant. Um, real happy about that, and yeah. that's it. Oh, Sweet. shout out to my wife for letting me keep my six thousand dollars. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Despite the fact that she takes all of the rest of your money, <laughs> that's good. Well, um, I'm gonna go next because I'm an impatient bastard. Um, so I got a shout out to uh, to my boys GTA Canuck and uh, DJ Improvs. Um, on Twitter, uh, they've been a fantastic help to me this evening, and they're sitting here right now staring at me like I'm a fucking dork for podcasting for the last two hours, which is sweet. Um, <laughs> first time we were background laughs. Yeah, see, there you go. First time you heard background From laughs. Who? Exactly, yeah. Never. Are they um, listening? Who are yeah, these people? They, they've been sitting here for the last, like, five, who? ten minutes, maybe. What? Who? What do you mean, who? Who? GTA Canuck on Twitter and DJ Improvs on Twitter. Oh, I've heard of neither yeah. of those people. See, there you go. If you check my Twitter feed from this evening, um, which is <laughs> Seems actually, likely. yeah, unlikely. <laughs> uh, it's January 9th. Um, they they've both been at my drug table this week, so it's good. Um, so shout outs to them, and uh, shout out to John for joining us and uh, trying his damnedest to be political while still enduring our endless taunts about his. You know, firing from SCG. They let so, me go, by the way. Not fired me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, my point. Um, it's been uh, it's been awesome to have you back, bro. It's it's pretty sweet, and uh, I'll do everything I can to try and make Cincinnati happen because it would be sick to hang out. And um, shoutouts to everybody that uh, was on board with. Um, you know, giving me support about my old my my dog and his uh in his seizure this week. So pretty sweet. Thanks to all of you. I completely appreciate you in ways that you will never really understand, um, because I'm just a guy. Um, and the fact that uh, you guys give a shit is pretty awesome. So I think that's uh, about it. Yep. Go ahead, KYT. Take it away. Um, shoutouts to Alex and Pascal for uh. Well, helping me, uh, well, not helping me, since I, I won defeat in Swiss. <laughs> but thanks for being on my team so I could make it to top four. Um, big thanks to Alex. He actually, like, helped me through uh, a lot of the tough plays that I, I had. Um, shouts to John. I thought uh, you really had it <laughs> the, the first half of the show, and uh, you still sound jolly, so shouts to you. <laughs> jolly old fat fucking Medina. <laughs> Hey, did you know I've been losing weight, bro? Nobody knew that because you can't tell by looking at you. Dude, Jay, I lost like, like last episode, pounds, bro. It's like last episode. Speaking no, that's of actually really... magic players. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about fitness all of a sudden? Um... Yeah, fuck. <laughs> These last two casts, man, you guys are fucked. I'm going to the gym every day. <laughs> I was like, okay, um, pre- <laughs> preemptive shout-outs to everyone I'm going to meet at GP Orlando because this is going to come out after. Um. Hopefully, I meet some so many nice people. Sadly, uh, it's on the other side of where John lives, I think. So, I'll catch him some other time. Some other time. GP yeah. Seattle, maybe? Maybe. I, I might be there. 
Dude, I thought you guys were supposed to be Canadian Magic Calgary. Come on. <laughs> He's never gonna go there. But uh, John, you still money? Is it money? Is that the issue? Is it dollars? <laughs> it I'll tell you what. If I ever get fired from my real job, first of all, I'll kind of be pissed about that, and second of all, um, I will come up to Canada <laughs> and probably spend a week drinking with you guys, even though I'm oh, mad. <laughs> Fire Medina. <laughs> Fire Medina, that's the new Hashtag that's Fire the new Medina. Hashtag, yeah, Fire Medina. <laughs> um, that's my shout-outs for uh, this week, Jay. Oh, yeah, finally. Fuck, holy, it was like 20 minutes ago. Uh, shout-out to... Who do we got some shout-outs? We got some shout-outs. Okay, so we gotta, we gotta give a shout-out to, um... Oh, no. Kirk Duby. Kirk Duby. It's like French. French Kirk Duby. Uh, we gotta give a shout out to him because he drew a sweet, sweet, um, a sweet, sweet robot large picture. It's actually quite great. And, uh, so I gotta give a big shout out to that guy for just being a sweet fan. Gotta give a shout out to Jonathan Medina for some reason. Gotta give, it was pretty good. I don't know. It was pretty good. It was pretty good this tonight, I guess. Uh, <laughs> gotta give a shout out to fucking, what a uh, Ben, Ben, I mean, Ben, Bill, Bill Adamson. For being like the third person ever that my next shout out has ever blocked on Twitter. So I mean Ben I mean Bill sorry, not Ben. Fuck, what is wrong with me? God damn it. Bill can be a little bit offensive. Um mostly hilarious, <laughs> though. <laughs> so shout out to him. Shout out to Chris Lansdale, because he, <laughs> he had some bad weeks. Also, you know, I just want to say, Chris Lansdale really takes offense that every time I say shout out to Chris Lansdale, KYT just laughs. Yeah. So I think maybe you guys should have a Brett to Owen about that, and you should just... He doesn't just, know how much I actually loved him, like... Well, that's something he actually the wrong way. I Big love Brett, too, because gotta... Chris Lansdale gets a shout-out on your podcast every time. Yeah, it's and a thing! He, he doesn't know what he, he just hates it, so that's fine. <laughs> and I don't ever get shout-outs. I, I have to uh-huh. come on the cast to get a shout-out. <laughs> well, yeah, when was the last thing you did something relevant other than be on our show? When is the last time Chris Lansdale has ever done anything <laughs> relevant, period? Man, Rune Chanter's Pike. Rune Chanter's Pike. Parallel <laughs> Lives, Whites on Zenith. Come on. No, I you're, not thinking the, you're not thinking this shit up. Oh, you're not man. thinking this shit up. You guys are the um, worst. I gotta give a shout out to... What's this fucking girl's name? There's another girl. Ooh. Christine Sprinkle? No, no. no. <laughs> uh, what is this? View profile. Here it is. This is how Twitter works. Her name is Julie. And uh, she... Is a fan of Public Enemies podcast. Oh, and she, uh, no, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. Listen, horrid. listen to this. She is Dr. Jeebus' girlfriend. And she, she met and fell in love with Dr. Jeebus from listening to him on the show. So this is a fictitious Twitter name. No, it's a real person. Okay, and it's a real person. Call. And, and okay, call. We have to see some pictures, Julie. <laughs> Um, just everybody go to her Twitter, and just, I think, actually, like, I'm not even trolling her, but I just think it's, like, really great that she puts up with Dr. Jeebus naked. Like, isn't, <laughs> like, isn't that worthy of something? Like, that's gotta be worth saying. So her Twitter uh, is J, like my name, W, like, uh, like, wagon, like, Jack Wagon, J-W, and then L, like, like, long, skinny like Lansdale, yeah, and then said like zebra, uh, and then eighty five, like probably the year she was born in, because she's really good at um, Twitter security on the internet. 
Um, so shout out to her for putting up with, uh, for for putting up with Doctor Jeebus. I'm like seeing him naked and shit. That's just that's just fucked. That is just fucked, <laughs> man. That is fucked. Um, shout out. Who else we got to shout out? Alistair Overeem, I guess. Nah, I can't shout out that guy. Chris Lansdale. No, I said Chris Lansdale. Shout out to Chris Lansdale, to Chris Lansdale and his cat Raider. Um, shout. Out- I gotta give a shout out to the fabulous one because that guy actually really likes our show, and I don't think I've ever shouted him out. Um, but he's funny. He's kind of funny and oh, shit. Man. Um, <laughs> oh, such shit! I think that's funny. Is that it? Chris Lansdale. <laughs> um, Madila likes his meme. <laughs> joke. I can't see your home. Uh, <laughs> I missed a joke. I have to shout out. Oh, there's one other person I have to shout out. Is is on Twitter? His name is. It's either Hacky Sup or Hack Eye Sup. I don't know what the fuck that means, man. What is up with people? You know what I was thinking today. You guys got to rant during your shout outs. What if everybody had conversations as if they were singing songs? Like not singing <laughs> songs, not singing them, but if they talked like songs are sung. Like if if everything was like a weird metaphor. And no one said anything that made any sense. But this was the normal thing. So these ridiculous things made sense. Like what? Could you imagine that? I don't know. Like if I, instead of saying, like, I want to go to the store and buy macaroni and cheese for dinner, I, like, wrote, like, a two and a half minute song. And (laughs) I fucking sang about elephants dying, eternal sadness, and smoking duvets. How does that have to do with going to the store? Exactly. (laughs) Metaphorically, I mean, I'm not writing the song. I'm just giving you the premise, the outline of the of the verses. You know, it, it all comes together. There's a bridge in there. This sounds like it would be really confusing. Yeah, but but it's normal for everybody, so it's not confusing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, shout out to Hacky Sup, um, who thinks that we're awesome. So I think you're awesome. Oh, and oh, shout man. out to Chris Lansdale. Sh- shout out to Chris Lansdale. <laughs> Shout out to Doug Potter also, who just tweeted us. I saw a guy with a shirt that said the real A team, and the A of team was a Canada flag. <laughs> I think that we should wear those in GB Vancouver. <laughs> oh, man. We, we have to figure out a sound for Rune Chanter's Pike. So I'm not going to do it, but one of you guys, you do it at the end of the show. That's what I want to hear. That's not a Rune that, Chanter's Pike. That's like the, is that the first strike? I, <laughs> I think that's him opening a bottle of wine. No, that'd be nice. <laughs> I peed in the ball pit once, but there was only a couple people in the restroom. I peed in the ball pit once, but there was only a couple in the restroom, he says. That's good. All right. Good to know. All right, guys. <sighs> Kyle, you just edit all this out. You fix this up. Fuck. <laughs> it, we're at like a two and a half hours, so there's going to be a ton of shit that's going to hit the fucking... It better not. It better point. not. Eat my ass. Like, that can be cut, Kyle. Just FYI, <laughs> things like that can be cut. <laughs> oh, and things like the uh, Chris Lansdale shoutouts, those can just be cut. Like, from every episode. Well, just... He hates them, so maybe they should be, actually. <laughs> Wait, Chris Lansdale hates his own shoutouts? Well, I don't know, because KYT always laughs at him or something. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> Ask him about Dude, it. I would kill for an A team <laughs> shout out, even if KYT laughed. Like seven, seven, like seven shout outs an episode. Yeah, I mean, Chris Lansdale. There's kids in Africa starving. 
Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> What's wrong with you? This is like, is it, are you trying to talk like a song? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> well, next week, ladies okay. and gentlemen, we'll have KYT with his results from GP Orlando. Um, I'm so waiting. look forward to that. As well as uh, whoever won the fucking thing, we will try our damnedest to get on there so that uh, KYT control them to say, hey, I almost beat you. Um, <laughs> hopefully you've all had a good time listening to us this week, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Say goodnight, everybody. Good night, Chris. Thanks, Dale.